You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 110, The Betterer Letterer. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that if you die in the podcast, you die in real life. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perez. Uh, we welcome you again to another episode of the Savage Fincast, the internet's only podcast dedicated to the works of Eric Larson and his seminal comic, Savage Dragon. Ooh, seminal. Sexy. I hope that word means what I think it means. As of and relating to semen. <laughs> Just kidding. That's not what it means. <laughs> inseminate. <laughs> Artificially inseminate. <laughs> Off to a great start. Yes. Uh, so we are here to talk about uh, issue 260 of Savage Dragon in a few months coming. Look, been looking forward to it for a long time. Uh, despite a few public road bumps along the way. Um... But before that, we got some news. News and potatoes. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off. Uh, the first little tidbit, which uh, directly relates to this uh, fincast, is that there are two versions of 260, which we didn't know until weeks ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, every issue has two covers, kind of the modern cover of, with the Savage Dragon title and then the retro cover that's got the... Image Comics presents Banner and just more of that retro feel. But with this one, um, we've got two different letterers. Uh, we have Russ Wooten on the modern cover doing letters for the interiors, and we have Jack Morelli on the retro cover uh, issue. So if you're not buying both covers, you might want to think about it for this issue just to have fun comparing the two lettering styles. And as most people are probably listening to this, uh, heard our last FinCast, know the whole story behind that with uh, Farron Delgado bowing out. And so it seems like this was kind of a real quick kind of get somebody on. And maybe I think Eric was trying them both out. Um, I'm not sure if he told them ahead of time that, you know, there were going to be two different versions and they were trying out. But uh, we can talk to him about that maybe on a future Cast. But here we are. We've got Russ Wooten, who uh, most people would know do does most of uh, Kirkman's books, Robert Kirkman's books. Uh, mm-hmm. He did do a short stint on Savage Dragon at one point. Hmm. Um, and Jack Morelli, who's done a lot of different books, um, he, uh, I guess, is pretty well known for his Afterlife with Archie series that he did. But he's done a lot of Marvel and DC and apparently... Um, John Burns' digital letterings are a bit 
digital lettering that he uses is based on uh, Jack Morelli's uh, lettering. So cool. Something I didn't know until I looked it up, but I'm sure you know on this fincast we'll uh, we'll be comparing the two styles. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to look at both of these and, and pick out what we like or don't like. He says fun. I say it's gonna be a goddamn bloodbath. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, thank you, Craig. On our second news item kind of shocking buckled the fuck up eric stated in a comment replying on the facebook group that is the eric larson savage dragon facebook group that 260 involved so much writer's block the creation was such a challenge that there were days where he seriously thought 259 was going to be the last issue of savage dragon that's a shock. It's chilling. I mean, chilling. Chilling to the bone. Uh, yeah. In the man's own words, uh, just to give you a little verbatim, don't want to paraphrase if we can, he says, I've been lucky over the years to have never had a serious bout with writers or artist block, and I really got hit hard with that. I was struggling to produce even a page every few days, and it took a long, long time to get through that. It was made worse by having to find a new letterer in the midst of it all. There were days when I thought 259 might just be my last issue. Fellas. crazy. Yeah, I just want to say, in light of Gold Digger, the only other true contender to the crown in my book, the 300-issue crown, in light of the news of Gold Digger announcing that they are going to stop at 300, it would have been, frankly, shocking for Savage Dragon to stop at 259. It would be like as if every... I, I feel like it would have been like the curse of Dave Sim. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like even if Eric wanted to stop, he would close it up. Like, I don't With, feel it, like, like he would kind of wind it down or come right. to at least an end of an arc and not just end it like... Suddenly, you know. Well, I mean, the thing though is that what's different is that it's not like he was tired and just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Writer's block is like just cre- the creativity doesn't flow, and so it's kind of like it's a little bit different than the will to continue. It's like literally you just fucking can't. And um, just speaking from experience, you know, I'm real lucky to never have any like serious writer's block either, but can have it in tiny small doses and I joke about it, I call it being puckered up it's like when you're puckered up nothing's coming out it's just not gonna you're just not gonna produce you have to walk away because literally trying harder will only make shit worse and so yeah I don't know Craig what the fuck would happen if it, it's <laughs> it's crazy we'll get into it but I feel like this this issue like there was no sense of like him having a problem writing it like it I thought it was a great issue. You know, Agreed. We'll get into that. but um, Agreed. Had he not said know. that, we'd never know, right? That's how I feel. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Woo! So that's it. That's all the news that's fit to print. So we got some emails. Uh, 
first one coming in says, Bros, I'm totally cool with Eric doing Ant number 12 prior to issue number one, as it's a nice way of showing respect to the past creator, series, and fans. It recognizes continuity, ties up loose plot ends, and is a nice springboard into the new ongoing series. I think Eric did the same thing with an existing Supreme series over a decade ago, and it went over pretty well. By the way, Ant number 12 is a solid book, being unfamiliar with the character as my only exposure to her was in the pages of Savage Dragon. Uh, there was enough in the comic to pike my interest, and I was digging Eric's less detailed, more animated art style. So yes, I'll definitely be buying Ant number one, as I do find the character appealing, and having Eric on writing and art duties is a definite draw. However, seeing as how Savage Dragon output has been ta- already taken a hit in 2021, I'd prefer if Eric gets another artist to work on the book. I'm looking at you, Raven. Assuming sales of the book take off. Uh, Last cast was a great one. Looking forward to those new retros. Peace, Tony M. Thank you, Tony. Um, Real quick, uh, just to follow up uh, the comment about Supreme. The thing about Supreme was, yes, it was a continuation. I think the the, the little asterisk on that, though, is that uh, Eric actually had an Alan Moore script to actually work off of for that, uh, that last Alan Moore issue. Mm-hmm. And I think it just made more sense there to continue the series from that point, since Eric's was a direct continuation of that story. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's probably a similar situation in Ant's case, but he is going back and starting it over again and did another issue number one, so that is, you know, his plan. Unlike Supreme, where that was not his plan. Um, so he, he didn't plan to start... Supreme over is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying because okay, okay, because cool, 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 yep. Moore left his series on a cliffhanger. Right, and Eric yes, was yeah. going to follow up that cliffhanger with his you know a continuation. It was not mm-hmm. going to be necessarily a fresh start. Okay, cool, cool. I'm on the same page. Whereas Ant, um, depending on where how Eric goes about it, may or may not be a fresh start. It's hard uh, based on some of the stuff we read in the back matter of issue twelve. Yeah, I'm not totally right. sure what his actual uh, plan is. It's going to be really interesting to see. How... I'll simply, I'll simply add that if I, uh, through some disaster, wound up the artist on Ant, uh, priority number one, I'm bringing back butts. <laughs> yeah, the butt bringing... kind of uh, disappeared a little bit. I'm bringing the butts back. Much much like Sir Mix a lot, Raven absolutely cannot lie about this. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Ant got back. Um Yeah. Going to uh, the next letter. Yeah, let's go on to the next one. Alright. Uh next letter is from Ron Ruvalcaba, who writes uh Hey, fellas, love the show. I've been slowly making my way through the FinCast back catalog, and I gotta say, you guys are doing a great job of spreading the good word of Savage Dragon. The new episode about issues 10 and 11 continue to deliver the goods. I do feel like you missed out on a great gimmick for this episode. Not sure how technical you guys could get with the show, but you totally should have added cartoon sound effects to bleep out any swearing to mimic Jimbo's cartoon swears in the comic. Oh well, missed opportunities and all. 
I was also kind of shocked that you guys forgot the name of the legendary James Quinton Manning. <laughs> he was the former Finhead who won the Get Your Ass Kicked by Savage Dragon contest. I know he only showed up in one panel, but to be fair, that was a pretty legendary panel. True. I'm also not sure if anyone noticed the Cyberforce Easter egg in the background of the Jimbo fight either, but I'm not going to say what it was. I'll let you guys ruminate over it. Oh, Lastly, I do like rumination. <laughs> Lastly, the pinup in the back of issue 11 was in fact drawn by Jason Pearson along with Carl Story. Nice. Anyway, just wanted to say I can't wait for the next show and I can't wait till Eric's schedule stabilizes and we get double doses with Ant and Savage Dragon every month-ish. Till next time, make mine Larson. It's, it's funny I uh, don't didn't really know James Quentin Manning's name because it's th- two-thirds of my name. <laughs> Your middle name's Quentin? It sure is, Raven. It sure is. Oh my that's pretty wild. god, dude, that's wild. That is that makes. How did f- you not know that then? Because we had definitely <laughs> talked about it, and we talked about how he like appeared on the FinCast fan page, and we just couldn't remember his name. That makes forgetting it all that much crazier, dude. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Juan Ruvalcaba, Ruvalcaba is. Uh, pretty well known i think with you know finhead fans i mean he's mm-hmm. been around forever the guy is really knowledgeable about savage dragon so it was nice that he wrote in so thanks juan for writing in and listening uh very active. appreciate your input he's one of those guys that probably knows more than all of us with savage dragon so it's kind of fun to to hear him chime in and be disappointed in us Hold on, I, I I gotta ask. Do you guys know what the Cyberforce Easter egg is? I don't. I don't. Uh, I think it's Cyberface. I'll probably have to actually take a look. No way. No, he's he said not Cyberforce. Yeah, Force. As yeah, yeah. As in the other image team. You know? No way. There's no way. What Cyberforce Easter egg? It's killing me. All right. Oh, I was hoping you guys knew. That's all. Oh no. I'm gonna ruminate so hard over that. I don't even. I'm li- just I'm gonna not look li- it up now and ignore you guys for the rest of the podcast. Please do. Um. And now, for a very special letter from an old friend. <laughs> Dear Fincast Cottery, I contemplated not writing in just to playfully piss off Raven, but I couldn't do that in good conscience to my podcast pals. Barry Manilow said it best with his song, Can't Smile Without You. Link to Barry Manilow's song. (laughs) Gentlemen, I just had to applaud your appreciation of Grizzly's gorgeous glutes. Basically, Kim Kardashian's hirsute hiney if she skipped a week's worth of electrolysis treatments. Honest people should definitely write in to Savage Dragon and admit that they rubbed one out to that image. As for... (laughs) You like that? As for Captain Tootsie saving the day, loved it. My only fear is that he ever had a stroke and started uttering gibberish. Folks would just assume it was a new massage parlor climax catchphrase. Really hope Larson reveals that underneath his shirt, there's chest hair in the shape of a T. Similar to wrestler Hulk Hogan in his early days. Google it. <laughs> Regarding interesting conversations, our Lord and Savior Eric Lawson should always be the writer of any companion book like North Force. If I were to pick someone else on our chores, Leonard Kirk could supply yeoman service. 
He's already done team books like Fantastic Four, X-Factor, and JSA. He's even provided pencils for Captain Canuck, an analog precursor to the Canadian. Sincerely, Sorteris Zeke Gravis. P.S. Your dark cock commentary was gripping, pun obviously intended, and emotionally engaging. P.P.S. As for your previous interesting topic, rather than a theatrical release of a Savage Dragon feature film, I say we just jump straight to the sexual release of an STD porno parody, where we finally get to see erect Dragon Dong. Huzzah! Better yet, Hooten Zoots. <laughs> Satiris? Brother, there ain't nobody like you, and don't you ever change. So I don't know anything about Cyber Force. Okay. But does <laughs> is Gate Industries anything to do with them? Because hmm. uh, there's a sign front that says Gate Industries in the background. That's all I can think of might be a reference. But I know nothing of Cyber Force. I thought it was the fact know. that the guy with all the arms on one side of his body and the blonde ponytail is constantly like getting back his corn pop, cob pipe after it's been knocked out of his mouth. I thought that was the reference. What? What? Yeah. You know how Jimbo's constantly, like, getting his corncob pipe back? Yeah. Yeah. The guy with all the arms, like, on one side in Cyber Striker? Yeah, him too. He's always doing that, dude. Really? What? Yeah, his corncob pipes. Yeah, dude. It's, like, constantly. Like, it'll be knocked out in one panel and then just back in the next. I don't think that's it. I don't know if that's real. (laughs) I'm lying. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. <laughs> well, I don't know anything about Cyber Force, so I know. You're going to ruminate so hard, bro. Oh, the, yeah. Although, I do see Clark Kent in the scene with our, our Richards. I guess we missed that. Anyway. um, I just want to say that if Captain Tootsie pulled his shirt off and his chest hair was in the shape of a T, yeah. I would be very upset. Would you be upset? Yeah, unhappy, dis- frown, disturbed. Yeah, yeah. Ever gr- n- nobody like that. That's gross. I don't like it. Nobody like that. Indeed, I got your meme. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, don't we have a new interesting topic to kick around? What what letters uh, should be shaved into Captain Tootsie's chest? Asked ask Raven. <laughs> Obviously, the letter O. <laughs> Just a big blank spot right in the middle. Smooth. All right, enough of this nonsense. All right. So uh, our new Finteresting topic, so our Finteresting conversations is where, you know, we we go through this every month, but it's where we either pick a topic or we ask you for your topic to talk about. And since you guys aren't giving us topics, we're going to throw one out there. Um based on this issue once you guys read it i'd like to ask you who you would pick of the two letterers to uh stay on with the book um and why you know i just want to hear your reasoning and then uh on top of that who has been your favorite all-time letterer for savage dragon i mean we've had we've had a few by this point right we've had um chris eliopoulos to start it off at one point, we had Tom Orzachowski. We had John mm-hmm. Workman, um, uh, Russ Wooten, who's you know 
back at least for this issue he he was on for a small uh, stint eric lettered himself there's a lot of guys out there i know that that liked eric's uh own lettering mm-hmm. and then of course uh farron delgado uh and there might be someone else i'm missing i'm not i'm not sure i think i may have got them all but anyway i'd like to know uh, again who's your favorite of the two guys on 260 and who's been your favorite pretty much of all time so you can write in at savagefincast at gmail.com with your answer or um, and or suggest a, a topic for our next uh, interesting conversations. I think for us, we'll, we'll talk about it as the, the uh, episode progresses, right? No need to like cut to the chase right now. True, although I suppose we could talk about who our favorite of all time is. Sure. That'll come up naturally, so you want to throw that out there? Yeah. So, I mean, Chris Iliopoulos, of course, set the tone. Sure, yeah. But I always have to go with Eric. I believe his lettering was... There's something raw about it. There's something really natural about it. And I can understand why people hate it. It is kind of raw and angular. and But it makes it feel more like an indie book. And I think that's what makes it the best. You like it raw? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Raiden? Um, controversial pick. Um, I like Farron Delgado. Uh, I think he really went the extra mile on the sound effects. Um, I think that he tried to make his uh, lettering as graphical as it could be which um, honest to god like after you read like really like expressive lettering I just feel like that's how comic lettering should be I feel like in a visual medium uh, words are the sound and if you have everything be like I've read I picked up indie books and stuff where clearly the letterer didn't give a fuck and even you know Again, like, I hate to be, like, court controversy here, but that Captain America book that Eric did, like, the letter on that just fucking just phoned that shit. It was like a day, like a one-hour job, like a book in an hour. And I just see such a difference when someone makes thoughtful choices and cares. And uh, I think Farron really tried. And is he the zenith of all letterers in the whole world? No, but... Is he, like, my favorite Savage Dragon letterer? Yeah, he is. So, I know, like, might be a little bit, like, of a sticky wicket for people, but I liked Farron the best. Cool. I got a few things. I do like Eric's hand lettering when it's, like, his, like, mini-comics and stuff like that. I'm not as big a fan on Savage Dragon. I think just being swelled by Chris E. and... Just the fact that Savage Dragon's kind of modeled after your typical superhero comic. Mm-hmm. I kind of like more of a professional-looking letter on it. Um, in terms of my favorite, on one hand, I like Chris E., but it's kind of an unfair kind of comparison to other letters because Chris E.'s is all hand lettering, mm-hmm. uh, unless we're comparing his digital so if if I got to go with my favorite, I got to go with Chris E because I just love the organic hand lettering and uh, just some of those sound effects in the early issues of that kind of just 
became synonymous with Savage Dragon. A lot of those oh, like yeah. real angular like blam 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 type you know squared off effects are just kind of that's all Chrissy, and it's kind of echoed after he left and, and kept on on board. And maybe like, like maybe Jim said, not, he set the tone. Yeah, 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 exactly. And maybe Chris borrowed from like John Workman and stuff like that. But you know, it kind of started with Chris on Savage Dragon. But if I was going to compare digital to digital, I have to go with Farron. And the reason sure. why I got to go with Farron is because he just makes his digital lettering look organic. It looks handwritten. Yes, dude. Like, like, and, and even you'll see on 260 with the, you know, the onomatopoeia-like type designs. For some reason, a lot of digital letterers, and maybe it's just a time thing or whatever – just can't get those sound effects to look natural like they look like stickers we talked so yeah yeah. i think i'm actually doing research on that right now so here's what i recollect when chrysaliopolis came back in issue 186 i think yeah he had switched over to digital lettering and i believe we all commented at the time because we were doing the fincast at the time that his sound effects kind of look like stickers because they were kind of on top of everything yeah, yeah. Uh, either the line weight was off or what have you. The line the weight line is weight. too thin. Yeah, it's almost always that the line weight's too thin. Right. Uh, I was trying to remember exactly who that was, and I'm pretty sure it was Chris Eliopoulos returning on issue 186. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just feel like somehow Farron was able to like balance that to make it look almost hand-drawn. Yeah, like I said, it was graphical. Like, that's yeah. the thing, is, like, it looked like graphical effects. <laughs> so. Hey, guys. If if you guys have thrown that out, can I suggest an 11th hour Hail Mary addition to this finteresting topic? Okay. That Go I think it. might be finteresting? All right, don't screw it up. Oh, that's good, dude. I got one locked and loaded, too, an answer. Who would be your dream letterer? to have on the book i am not a letterer person and i have here here's the thing (laughs) i know john workman is really good Uh uh, because i think his lettering on the green lantern series with uh wait was that john workman hold on i gotta double check Mm -hmm. something he did like anyway he he's a lot john workman and i know Mm -hmm. he's a good letterer and we've already had john workman on the title so you know (laughs) Well, if he's your dream, dude, that's fine. Dream big, I mean, however crazy you want it. Alive, dead, it's a dream. So John Workman's your dream letterer? Uh, put a pin in that while I double-check something. All right, Craig, what about you, dude? Or do you want me to go to buy you time? <laughs> well, I, I, I feel like we've had two of the best with John Workman, Tom Orzachowski, and, well, I'd say three, and Chris E. of, like, all time for comics. Mm-hmm. Well, for sure. Um, if we're going to stick with, like, digital stuff, I wouldn't mind... Um, it's your dream, dude. It can be anyone. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe, like, uh, maybe seeing anyone living or dead. L- alive, dead, anybody. Dude. It's a dream pick. See, that's what know. makes it different than There's the other, a lot like, of two cool questions. Guys that did that. Like, Dave Sim had great lettering. Mm-hmm. Eisner, uh, dude, I don't know. Eisner, yeah, throw him on there, dude. Dream pick. I don't know, man. I just feel like I've liked, I've liked uh, John Workman. I've liked Chris E's. I, I don't know. 
Okay, so I verified my facts. I don't have them. It wasn't John Workman, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I did find I did figure out the letter we forgot. Okay, and that's Steve Olive. Olive. Of course. And he's my dream pick because the lettering he did on that Green Lantern series with Liam Sharp and Grant Morrison is insanely good. Mm-hmm. And I recall his lettering on Dragon was really good, so I'd like to see more I of that. I don't remember again. him on Dragon. Um, I thought he just did colors. Oh, is that the fact? Hold on, you might be right about that. Hold on. Wow, I'm an idiot. Hold on. Hold on. Is all of the this colors? is the kind of shit that drives listeners wild, too. Yeah, sorry. Like they're sitting, pretty, they're Steve <laughs> Olaf did Oli Optics, which is like early image, did a lot of stuff coloring. You remember the Moon oh, Crew? Oh, God damn it. Okay, yes. Olive was the colorist. Don't listen to me, guys. I'm an idiot. But I do know who the letterer <laughs> is now. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and it's none of, these, none of these people. Okay. <laughs> it's Tom Warchowski. Okay. He's a really That's good letterer. It. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. Fake fan. Mm-mm. Um, my dream letterer, dudes, uh, it, you may not even say he's a letterer at all, but he's a letterer for sure. Jim Rugg. We, yeah. we, know, we know he's a Savage Dragon fan, and if you've ever read anything of his aphrodisiac, street angel, um, anything, you know that that motherfucker has very expressive lettering. It's always and, amazing to me, like, artists that are good letterers, because my handwriting fucking sucks. It, it and it's hard, dude. Well, so is my art too, but you have to use a ruler. I just, it, it's just amazing when there's people that can that, that are good letterers on top of it. Yeah, if you if you haven't seen any of Jim Rugg's lettering, like again, it's a cheat because he's the artist. So it's like the art obviously is going to be more intertwined with the sound effects than if he was just the artist and then he had a letterer. But, like, the way Farron Delgado's, like, letters and stuff filled the physical space of the art, like, Jim Rugg does a lot of that shit. And, like, it's really fucking good. Like, it's it's thoughtful stuff. Like, if somebody's throwing a punch, it may, it might be, like, whack! Like, 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 in speed lines, like, the letters, like, T-W-H-W-A-C-K are all, like, speed lines. And then thud and like big shaking like you know thick bold lines with like shaking lines coming off of it and shit or like if somebody's bashing through a brick wall like the bricks might spell kapow or something like that but like i think he always does like really incredible shit with lettering and in a dream scenario he he'd fulfill his destiny as the letterer on savage dragon (laughs) but whatever (laughs) whatever you know so guess what Tom hmm. Warkowski has already lettered Savage Dragon. Yes, nice. we've talked about this <laughs> five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just caught up. That's <laughs> okay. Do you think? Do you think you. he has a letter T in his chest hair? Uh, probably the O for Orkowski. <laughs> the O. I think his whole name <laughs> is tattooed on his chest. Nice, dude. And when he eats spinach, like it moves. <laughs> oh, we're off the rails, bros. Um, if you would like to go off the rails with us too on this letterer journey that we took, please send us an email at savagefincast at gmail.com. 
comment on the Facebook group, comment, uh, whatever, you know, fucking, we're everywhere, baby. Just, just comment, that's all. Just get it out there. Reply to us, please. We love hearing from you. Agreed. And, and with, and with that said, you fellas hungry? Kinda. Uh, it depends what's on the, what's on the menu. Well, I was gonna do asparagus and tomatoes. I mean, I'm on a diet, so that works. Alright. You ready for some asparagus and tomatoes? Yes. Let's dig in, dude! I think, though, it's a little cruel for you, because I'm gonna be having a double dose of meat and potatoes this month. As we look at two versions of Savage Dragon 260, baby. Let's talk, so, let's talk about this cover. Let's talk about yeah, this man. cover real quick. Do you know all the factoids about this cover, Craig? No. Because uh, it's, it's some, based on... It's based, well, it's based on a Daredevil cover. What? And I don't know what number, or who did it, fake, or anything about fan. it. Well, yeah, fake. I'm a fake fan. I'm not a Daredevil fan. <laughs> right, right. Man without fear. Man without references. Daredevil issue 120. And who drew that? Was uh, that? Was that? Look at the little sign. Oh, does it say? Uh, Zoom in, enhance. Let's see, little, little green sign. Mm-hmm. That's oh, it's Gil Kane. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was Bob Kane. No. <laughs> <laughs> Easy mistake to so, make. I often make it myself. So Torment is filling. Uh, he's taking the place of El Jaguar. Oh, okay. and, you know a character uh, who pulling, stands the test of time, El Jaguar. Mm-hmm. He's he's pulling Black Widow out the window while Daredevil swings into the view. Now starring in her own major motion picture. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, the lettering and everything is like the same. It's like this is the menace called El Jaguar. Uh, I think it says something like, you know, he wants to destroy Daredevil's life. He wants to slay the Black Widow. I have one question. Where is Malcolm jumping from? The ground, dude. I think he's coming up yeah, from the ground. Up. I guess that makes yeah, he's sense. Got, he's got those badass jumping powers. Imagine. Jaguar looks like Puma to me. All right, I got to look at this goddamn Daredevil cover now. What number was it? <laughs> Daredevil 120. Daredevil, one, Daredevil 420. Am I right? Blaze it up. Womp womp. Not square. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, wow. The New Year's resolution is slay the Black Widow. Season's greetings, Hornhead, and a hot and a Hydra New Year. Well, the the boxes are similar, but Jaguar the, the, dresses like a pervert. Uh, I mean, it looks like a dime store. Um, um, what the hell's his name? Uh, Crab Puma? and the Hunter. No. Uh, all right, Jim, here's a question for you. Where in the fuck is Daredevil swinging in from? <laughs> well, I see yellow streets, uh-huh, which, yeah. which make me think of yellow skies, which makes this whole image seem topsy-turvy to me. Yeah. yeah. Daredevil's swinging from around the corner of the building. Yeah, he's got a rope. You know, he he, he makes sense. Well, I don't mind saying that uh, Eric smoked him. Yes, Eric has made Gil Kane... His bitch. Uh, yes. Just say that. We'll just put that out there. Sorry, Gil. Better luck he next should, time. I, I gotta say, though, Eric should have went full 
full-on retro and put like this black bar across the top and like with little <laughs> spotlight portraits of of uh malcolm and maxine <laughs> a little maxine yeah. yeah dude i'm with you i'm with you that'd be awesome well shame on you guys because this is gil kane's composition which is pretty cool as shit you know what copy. gil kane should have drawn the goddamn bricks <laughs> on the wall how about that craig <laughs> eric did what's wrong with gil that he didn't does Black Widow live in the only building made out of one solid piece? Yes. Mm, sounds like horseshit. And what's with the sloppy boots on El Jaguar? Like, is that going to stay on anyone's foot? I think Gil Kane is a train wreck on this cover. Ra- Raven doesn't understand. He doesn't like comics. <laughs> I'm a fake fan. If you haven't noticed, if you haven't picked up on it, I am a fake fan. No, I'm joking. I, I love it. I, I think it's cool. I do wonder what's the reason? Because Eric usually has some reason uh, for this kind of stuff. I think... Well, it's hard to say if the story... Because it looks cool as shit. I wonder if the... Well, I, in this I, case, I, I wonder if the story followed the cover or vice versa. Because uh, there's a big splash page in this issue, which is a lot of this. Mm. So, I'm not sure which informed which in what order. Season's greetings, Finhead, and uh, Torment New Year, right? No, <laughs> that couldn't work. Hmm. Uh, hmm. I still think that El Jaguar dresses like a fucking pervert. Well, it's not good. He's not exactly a character that has made an impact. I'm not buying Marvel Legends figures of the Jaguar. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> Yeah, Eric smoked him, bros. Smoked him. So oh, wait, hold mm-hmm. on. Eric didn't put bricks in Maxine's building either. That's what I was going to call you oh, out on. There's no bricks in Maxine's sh- building. What were you talking shame. about? I'm judging him so hard. Draw every brick in the building. No, I'm kidding. I mean, Eric <laughs> did put a lot more windows in the background. And more cars on the street. Yes. And you know Eric hates drawing cars, so you know he's putting an effort. You think as he was drawing, he's like, God damn, I gotta smoke Kane. Gotta smoke him. You know he wasn't. <laughs> you know he wasn't. Um, right away, the lettering differences are apparent. Yeah, we should talk about the lettering, like, right now. Because right off the bat, we got we get the first taste. And the big yeah. one is on the page one, uh, the big uh, Savage Dragon banner and Torment. So. Right. So, uh, Wooten does Mm -hmm. a straight banner with Mm -hmm. jaggy letters, whereas, um, uh, Morelli... Jack Morelli. Jack Morelli has a banner, like, like a, well, he has jagged Savage Dragon letters and, -hmm. like, a slightly curved, like, banner torment. Mm -hmm. And I gotta say, keeping score Mm -hmm. here, I think Wooten is better... On page one. How, how funny you should say that. I Last second that. decision. I got a little tick sheet here, and we're going to come to a consensus. Because there's three of us, so we can break a tie on every single page. So, I, Craig, you disagree? Yeah, so I got to tell you, I this is weird, because I, I looked at the first page, and I'm like, I was like, man, Morelli, definitely, like, this first page, I like Morelli way better. He had more of the Ferran Delgado, which I liked with the banner. Uh, the Savage Dragon looked to me better. Mm-hmm. 
I just thought it felt better. Even like the circle where uh, the brought to you by, mm-hmm. um, I liked Morelli's better. So I'm like, oh man, this this Morelli guy is like hitting it out of the park. Like I think I'm gonna really like his version better. Mm-hmm. But I gotta tell you, like I looked at everything throughout this this book, and we'll talk about it. You know, I'm sure like on most pages, I looked at the the dialogue font. I looked at the balloon shape, the balloon pa- uh, placement, the sound effects design and i feel like each page is like one guy then the other guy then one guy then the other guy there was no like clear favorite for me it was like really hard for me to do and i really thought after looking at this first page that like i was going to be jack morelli all the way and Mm -hmm. you know it's weird like some pages one guy does it better for me and then some pages the other guy does and i have a somewhat similar uh, experience because this first page by wooten i thought was going to be indicative of my overall favorite but when we get to the end i'm gonna have more detailed opinions on that but right off the bat two things about wooten's first page that i think are overall better okay so i like how Torment has a drop shadow, makes it mm-hmm. jump out with uh, with uh, Paul here punching a rock with his new robo hand. So I mm-hmm. think, in a way, the drop shadow makes it look like the Torment is jumping out at me with the rock busting. Like it. Okay. Other thing I really like, the circle at the bottom, as Craig mentioned. He does this really cool jaggedy line thing. Yeah. And I really like that jaggedy line. That's a cool jaggedy mm-hmm. line. Yeah. Whereas uh, the other one is more clean line, which I'm mm-hmm. yeah. not, not, not as big a fan of clean. Yeah. Now, however, I do want to amend, uh, amend, uh, amend, amend this. Uh, Likes his lettering raw and dirty if you're listening. So here's the thing. Uh, Wooten makes the word Savage Dragon very straight and clean. Gives it a little drop shadow, but it's straight and clean. Whereas in the other one, it's jaggedy. And I got to mm-hmm. give it to the jaggedy drop shadow of uh, Jack Morelli. In this case. But, you know, that's one out of three elements. So in this case, Wooten wins. Yeah, I'm giving my point to In the numbers game. Yeah, I'm giving my point to Wooten, so that's two to one on this page. Oh, and I also have to just say real quick, I just don't like ribbon ribbon banners. I know they're old school. I'm not a fan. You know what I didn't like about the ribbon banner as opposed to the Torment bacon strip? Yes, the ribbon banner touches the edges of the uh, image, uh, yes. like, like ten, tangentially, right? Whereas the torment bacon strip bursts past it. It does. Yep, and that's a good contrast. Up above, Savage Dragon is flush and square. Indeed. So I like it better. I got to give this page to Russ. So that's one point to Russ. Sorry, Craig. Better luck next page. Well, next page is mostly just word balloons. Right. So no, no sound effects, no banners. But appreciate, if you will, since we're getting into it, the fact that uh, Jack is inflating his balloons. Like, there's an organic balloon inflation here and there, whereas Russ is doing a lot of straight circles and ovals. I like Russ. I like the tighter balloons. I feel like Jack's balloons have a lot of space in them. Okay. Like, if you compare the two, there's a lot of, like, it seems like the letters are floating more in the middle of the balloon, whereas, like, Russ's are more tight and concise, and you'll see that throughout, but uh, I kind of like that aspect better. 
Do any of you have any feelings over the uh, extra effort Jack put to have uh, Paul's robo-arm overlapping the word balloon in the other thing? The two word balloons, actually. It's kind of cool because the word yeah. balloons are, like, pushed behind Paul's arm. Right, and it makes yeah, them look exactly. like they're, like, in the background of the panel. Yeah, i got to give this page, for that one reason, to Jack. Yes. I w- so. Well, I, I'm a, of two minds of this. I agree with you on that point, mm-hmm. but I agree with Craig that I kind of like the more precise word balloon bubbles. I like the inflated balloon a little bit better like, in that case then, but you guys are giving it to Russ. So we'll like, give it like, to Russ. like the one coming off of Paul in the first panel, mm-hmm. uh, Jax is kind of egg shaped and I don't think I like it. You know, that's an inflated word balloon. That's is that, like, is that the industry term? It's made to look a little more organic, a little more hand-drawn. Yeah. So ironically, Craig, you like the hand-drawn sound effects. You're not a fan of the organic-looking word balloons. Uh, I wouldn't say that in all cases. I'm just more of a fan of smaller word. I, I don't like a lot of space in, in the balloons. So I was looking more at the bottom panel where uh, the balloons, to me, look less organic because they look like... Like they're just kind of generic balloons where you're just fitting type in. Whereas, to me, the tighter balloons look like you took the time to make it tighter around the letter. Mm. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but so for I the feel like a tighter home, balloon, a tighter balloon around the letter. I know Eric has been talking more. on social media about like proper lettering techniques. Yeah, and I'm unsure if you're supposed to trim them that close as uh, Wooten has done. Well, again, inflating balloons is considered good lettering. So, ironically, what what Jack's doing here is considered good because it's more thoughtful. Right. What Russ yeah. is doing on the left-hand side here is it's it's more like just ovals and circles. And even though it's tighter and so it covers less art, it's considered less appealing, hmm. if you can believe that. We do need to also talk... Story? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I don't want to just talk about just the letter as the whole issue, but uh Right. Um, we could, but uh the story is <laughs> pretty important. I think it's awesome as shit that uh Paul is sort of got this like friendship with this fucking guy, Joseph Strange. That's so cool. Like isn't it kind of neat that like that guy was like, "Nah, just in the last days you're like, "Sorry, bro, that's just not my reality." And he's like Paul's just like, eh, fuck it, dude. Like, we were bros. Like, give me that robot arm. <laughs> Isn't that neat? Yeah. Don't you guys think I, that's cool? I like the, f- the nice little fix how you could get, like, Paul onto this reality and with the merging of multiple worlds mm-hmm. that people still, even though he's not the dragon they know, they kind of know him. It's like a nice cheat in a way. <laughs> yeah. It but, also uh, makes the merging okay. not be unimportant. Right, like like the merging, which happened and was so important, kind of felt like it faded away into nothing for a while, and then like now here comes Paul, and it makes the merging very important. Is it, it's basically how of, Paul knows everyone. <laughs> it's pretty cool too to have Joseph Strange, who's kind of fills in that Rex Dexter void, right? Yeah. Like to have a super scientist guy that could mm-hmm. kind of invent things is. It's always a nice character to have around. And I, I really appreciate that Eric had Joseph say that uh, he's like, well, 
it's not as good as Super Patriot's arm, but it's pretty cool. And I was like, oh, it's nice, dude. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't going to turn into a big gun. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, just so we're keeping score, though, you guys gave this page to Russ? Yes. Okay. This page. Keep going. Okay, let's keep going now. On this next page, story-wise, so, Broski's, Jim's got to be happy here. Oh, right? yeah. I'm <laughs> totally thrilled uh, that Malcolm is pissed off at everybody for just accepting Paul like they have. Malcolm it's, is absolutely right about this. He is perfect. 100% correct to be skeptical and, all, and also this, to be obnoxious, to be annoyed by it. As I'm reading this, I'm hearing your approval, Jim. I was like, ah, oh, Jim got his way hard on this one, dude. Well, it, it, this has been, you know, peppered in the last few issues. So, you, right. know, you know, Malcolm's been pretty, like, if not anti-Paul, just kind of anti, he's not my dad. Right. Because uh, he ain't your dad. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you different. Yeah, but, like, to the point to where he's not even going to be his best man? I, you don't know the man. <laughs> you know how weddings go in Savage Dragon? True, true. Usually a shit show. That's a great Maxine, too. Yeah. So much good art on this. Uh, Malcolm's expression when he's like the panel where the third one down where he's like, and I resent. Yeah. It's good Malcolm and like such a great Maxine, dude. Ooh, it's a good I page. did spend some time trying to figure out what the deal with Maxine's blue shoes were, uh, only to realize now that she is standing on his knees. <laughs> giant blue shoes yes you want to know it's funny for just a heartbeat I thought that she had pulled her pants down that was the I other looked- thing I was trying to figure out this don't make sense for shoes so she must have pulled her jeans down but she's not wearing any jeans <laughs> right and I was like you moron she's standing on his knees uh, on the lettering front this one I got to give to Jack, um, if only because I liked how in the max in the first Maxine panel she's got her word balloons connected at the top, and also I think uh, the bottom word balloon being closer to her rather than stretched away is better. How about you, Craig? Uh, I felt the same for the same panel, but I like it because the lettering was like especially the nos and yeses were more more, more pronounced yeah, yeah just, just from a design standpoint so I, that's why i liked it better guess what that's a home run for jack because i too liked his page better with the nose and the yeses sealing the deal i also liked again jack puts the uh word balloon behind maxine's calf and anytime you can kind of make this stuff occupy physical space i'm down with it right On to the next one. Guys, what a page flip. Oh, no, John Day, again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, you know, John, the immortal John Day aside, what a page flip. Just, yeah, I mean, I don't think we've ever saw a torment in this light, like just eating corpses, right? Right, yeah. Like, he's always kind of struck me as more of a, like, just a rampaging, like, goon, you know? And this was kind of shocking to me. <laughs> Here he is just feasting on a corpse. 
So this is the first page where my uh, my initial reaction that Je- uh, that uh, Wooten was going to be my favorite uh, letter has started to waver. Uh oh! Because I really like how Jack does sound effects. Uh, the ram on page on panel two is probably the be- uh, best example here because it's got a curve to it. It's not it's good straight. Yeah, and yep. I also like the blam blam better. Uh, versus the granted, I think Wooten is going for like a classic early Larson blam blam, which were always mm-hmm. like very block stacked on top of each other. Right. But I still kind of prefer this, where it's a little bit more irregular and separated. Yeah, I f- I feel like um, Russ is going, like you said, more for the Chris E. Yeah. Like those that kind of blam has always been synonymous. With that's how you draw a gunshot in Savage Dragon, but For I sure. feel like the blam blam is more like the old school Artie Simek, like what Farron Delgado was going for. And I agree with you, like the sound effects, I feel like overall look better with um, Jack stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan though how he, the font he uses for Torment. I feel like his Torment font. In the square, yeah, I don't like uh, the I don't like the square. Uh, I don't like this dialogue boxes either. That's my one down on uh, and I f- Jack I feel on this like one. The font I feel like the font for Torment looks like a digital font, oh, yeah. whereas I feel like Russ's font looks more organic to me. But I, I don't know. Oh, I'm sure I'm, I'm just, sure they're digitally lettering this. No, I know they, they probably are. have their own custom I, I fonts they, they made I, themselves. I'm just saying the font doesn't look as good to me on on uh, Jacks as it. I like Russ's font better for Torment. I'm gonna agree with you, dudes, on a lot of points. Uh, Ram uh, to me, Russ's Ram looked like just a sticker. We were commenting about that sticker look. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. His ram looked like a sticker, whereas Jack's kind of had that, like you said, physical, like it's coming out, like emphasis. And I think its curve nature plays into the fact that he swung his fist more. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. The eye, it follows the eye, the eye, which I think is just generally more appealing. Um, I do appreciate the blam blam, the classic blam blam better that Russ did here. And I liked his torment uh, word balloons better. I like they think they looked cooler than the square, like that jaggedy wavy border looked just better. But uh, in the end, uh, I see a for me a lettering sin I do not love, and that's when the tail of a word balloon goes off the panel. Uh, the, he didn't mean that the way the word balloon tail's pointing like up and off the panel. To me, who's on which yeah. one? Uh, at the very last panel, blam, oh, blam. Oh, because his head's Russ's. off panel. Yeah. Right, his head's off panel, but you know what I think works just fine? I think he didn't mean that just pointing in Torment's general direction works just fine. I know it's a nitpick, but bros, I'm always going to choose a tail just pointing at someone on the panel than shooting off. So gotcha. I'm giving Jack this point. I think that's two for that's another one for Jack. Yep. All right, next page. Bros. Uh, love when Savage Dragon tonally shifts. I love yeah. when it's like on one page, a guy's just getting fucking eating. Paul, eating. Paul stands on porches a lot, I find. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe no one trusts him enough to come inside with his big uh, metal bushwhacker there. 
I like these classic Larson shades that William's wearing. Yep. Old man William, right? This is the oldest looking. I know we've seen him, but like, is this the first time we've seen him since the Sunday Funnies? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And he definitely looked, you know, well, he looked Doonesbury-esque there, but I guess it's still Doonesbury-esque in this style. He's fucking old, dude. I'm he's sure aging, he's man. typing on a typewriter somewhere. Keeping that hair, baby. Well, he's, he's got to be, what, in his 60s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's been almost 30 years, and he would have been, like, what, 30-something when the book started? I gotta imagine. Um, this is funny, dude. I mean, there's not too much to say other than it's cool to see William. And it's just funny, like, you know, Paul making this, he's trying to make a compelling argument. (laughs) Like, and even to say, dude, we even shared bodies. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) he's like, Malcolm's like, uh, he's like, Malcolm turned you down, didn't he? He's like, was it that obvious? It's good comedy, man. Good Larson comedy. I also really appreciate that uh, foreshortened hand on Paul. Yeah. In the top, in the top middle panel. Really like that. Yeah. It's Good stuff. Panel. Good stuff. Who lettering wise? So the I know important it's kind question. Of a, so this is yeah. kind of a, this is an interesting. This is a boring page for lettering, but I think. Uh, well, sorry, you were about to say something. No, I'm just saying. Who do you guys give it to? So, one thing I think I've noticed with this page in particular is that. Uh, Jack's letters, I think, are slightly smaller than uh, than Wooten's. Okay. And I think on this page, I gotta give it to Wooten because I think the slightly larger letters look a little better, uh, especially in like the second panel where you know uh, Paul's like giving the life story. Mm-hmm. But it looks even better in the fourth panel. Whereas yeah. in Jacks, it looks a bit tall and skinny. It's too stacked. It's too it's stacked. Like, where it looks yeah. a little better spread out uh, in in Wooten's. So yeah, this, I, I got, agree. I got to give this page to Wooten. What about you, Craig? I agree. That fourth panel, it's like a lot of it is just one word stacked on another word, you know, and so it looks too skinny. I. I'm going to seal the deal with the home run for Russ, a three-peat, because I also like it. I agree with everything you bros said. And in addition, may I add, anytime that you can push a word balloon flush to the top of the panel for me, I know it's so weird to say that's a win, but that's a win for me. Because it's the word balloon, like, almost getting the fuck out of the way. Right. And, uh... I know that's just preference, but I like it. And I like, like you see, Malcolm turned you down, didn't he? Pushed up to the top. Uh, that was in your dimension. Pushed up to the top. Was it that obvious? Pushed up to the top. So it's like anytime you can just get those word balloons up and out of the way of the art, let the art shine. Baby, I'm for it. It's a 3 P Russ, you win this one. Guys, if I can draw your attention on this next page to something that I find subtly hilarious. Look at the boobs on that mannequin. Yes, they're <laughs> quite big. But, uh, What's uh, funny is that mannequin is bustier than any woman on this page. <laughs> so, Paul getting married to Alex is new information, right? We weren't told that, right? 
I thought we were. No, thought, we were. We were like, is that a joke? Is he like? Yeah, we, yeah. It was we joking. had this discussion. Yeah, it was jokey. That's all right. We thought because Angel's not married yet. Because Frank's still in America, right? And I think we made jokes about Alex and uh, Paul stealing Angel and Frank's thunder. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the massive faux pas. Right. Yeah, because remember, Paul cracked the joke. He was like, "Oh, or, no!" Alex made a joke. He's like, "Well, if it's tacos, then." I guess you're not marrying me or whatever, you know? And we're like, oh shit, is Paul getting married to Alex? The dream. <laughs> Listen, I've been rooting for Alex. Well, to fucking tie the knot get, all these years. Getting that I, second prize. Yes, it lo- doesn't, doesn't matter. I like that Paul's in the picture because it's bringing Alex more yes. in the picture as well. Yes, dude. Classic original universe Alex. Her and Malcolm and Angel are the only ones, right? Mary and the doppelganger. Doesn't matter, dude. And yes, another, for it, another yes, time. Yes. Well, no. Uh, also, there's a Janie and the Johnson twins. Right. Okay. That's right. Ever since the uh, the kids came, that's more from the original Image universe. Right. Okay. And she Dragon. Amy's from the original universe. No, no, she got tossed. No, she's Savage World. Never mind. Hmm. She was just in. She was just in Dimension X for a while. Correct. I gotta say, I uh, like the idea, Alex, of uh, she's just, like, kind of doing it low-key. She's just not even gonna have a white wedding dress, you know? <laughs> she's gonna have that fucking ugly wedding dress. That's not I know, ugly. Dude. It's like beachwear. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, would you really want wedding pictures in that dress? Uh, maybe. Orange and red, no. Of course, I can't tell. Is Angel trying on wedding dresses, or is she trying on bridesmaid dresses? Because her bridesmaid dress is a lot more fancy than than Alex's like first choice here, so it fits it, the punchline. It does. Like, I think that that's the point. Yeah, yeah, it fits the punchline. Oh right, um, yeah. Angel slimmed down a little bit. A little bit. It's kind of kind of like again more plot progression, you know, on that little thing. Uh, but also too, we get a glimpse of the future. Like we know when Paul and Angel or Frank and Angel get married. They're going to try and go big. So that's kind of a cool little, like, just a little subtle drop. Yeah. Ooh, I can't wait for that big wedding, dude. I'm going to say something kind of probably controversial. Well, not controversial. Uh, probably more like uh, <gasps> in, uh, insulting to all women. <gasps> oh, How dare you. I, don't I can't think, wait. I don't Jim's think, never a show. Are you sure? You can, you're going to get us canceled. I don't think canceled, Angel's traditional haircut matches her current body type. Hmm, that's a weird take. How so? In what way? I don't know. I mean, I've always kind of liked her hair, but it's a lot more bowl cutty now. I don't know. Makes her look, her head look big. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. I don't have a problem with How it. How dare you? I'm saying it's time for a new haircut is what I'm getting at. Hashtag Jim Purcell's a monster. <laughs> Trending on Twitter. She, she's looking kind of. I'm. She okay. I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it down. She's looking kind of Karen. A little too kinda much Karen. <laughs> Karen, get out of town, dude. I don't think there's anything wrong with her haircut. <laughs> it's good, dude. I think both of them look fantastic. I think like uh, Alex is looking great. And what's funny about her orange and uh, rosy, her orange and rosy dress is I actually think it looks really cool on her. Like she dressed well for her tone. Well, it's like she says is that she could wear this to do other things. 
That's a funny sentiment. Don't you think that's like maybe nah, too casual? Pragmatism. <laughs> I can appreciate I'm just gonna, that. Just gonna wear my wedding dress to like a fucking Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. This is weird. This is weird. A little too casual, Alex. Calm down. It's important in your life. Oh, I know what it is though, dudes. Do you know why Alex so casual? She's just marrying a clone. Right. Exactly. Who cares? <laughs> He's probably going to be evil real, in a couple of issues. You know, isn't going to last long. <laughs> the real dragon will get a white dress. Paul was going to get a beach dress. <laughs> um, lettering, you know, similar as last page. I'm going to give this one to uh, to Russ. This same. in this in this case, I think it's uh, just uh, just a hair better for the talky pages. I'm going to lose, because uh, I heard Craig yell same, but I do like Jack's inflated word balloons better than uh, Russ's round ones. But again, it's not a big crazy page for lettering to shine, so Russ wins that one. Uh, moving right along, bros. Uh, what do you get about like Home Investigation Malcolm? I actually really yes, like stalker. I actually like this a lot because, and here's, here's where Jim has to get real. Uh-oh. Really real. I uh-huh. never... I've never felt that Malcolm was very um, um, proactive. I knew you were going to say proactive. Malcolm is a very reactionary character. Things go wrong, he deals with it. Right. But going to, you know, looking into, like, Tor- Torment's background, you know, following up a lead, that's proactive. That's trying to find the source of the problem. That's... Honestly, it's something I wish the book did more. I never thought about it, but you're right. Huh. Yeah, I like it. Because, I mean, Dragon would sometimes, you know, he would go off and he would, like, hunt people down. Uh Uh, Especially when he was, like, doing the bounty hunting stuff. But when he was a cop, he occasionally did cop-like things. Right. Um, and also, you know, when things were like, uh, like, uh, when the Covenant of the Sword was doing shit, he would go investigate, like, things. But I've always felt Malcolm was a lot more reactionary, just letting things happen. Um, yeah, sure. I think, I think with Dragon, though, him being a cop, like, he would be sent on missions and stuff like that, so that kind of is where some of that was coming from. Right. But I agree. I do like uh, proactive kind of being more of the hero, <laughs> looking into things. Miss um, Torrance, I, I got to give Eric props. Like it's weird, you know. He's been doing this for twenty nine years, and I still feel like he can bust out a new face. Yeah, you don't think she looks like old lady Angel? No, <laughs> you would. You bowl cut hair hater, <laughs> old Angel. <laughs> No, dude. I, I like her uh, weird old angular chin and her uh, round glasses. and I think it's kind of cool that he can just bust out like a unique looking face. Like he really sells her as just kind of a, no, no, Tommy doesn't live with me. Ooh. And like, uh, like Malcolm's hands when he's like, Tommy was caught feasting on human remains, Miss Torrance. Like it's good body language. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff, dude. I love that we get a little uh, little origin kind of on uh, yeah <laughs> torment, and it's kind funny of. too, a good origin and a joke. There's no cannibalism on my side of the family, right? Right. 
Um, so this is interesting, too. Like, throwing out this concept, we knew that, like, demonoids are, like, fucking rapists, basically. Right. Like, every time you see them, they're doing terrible shit. But, like, Mrs. Torrance fucking brought a demonoid baby all the way to, like, fucking adulthood. Yeah. And is... Is this what the hell happens when humans and... Do you just get torments when humans and demonoids mate? Like, what the hell? I just think it's an interesting wrinkle to throw into the book. I always thought torment was, like, just some guy that was, like... Had those little worm things kind of infecting him, like a parasite. I thought the worm things were torment. And that what the body is just, like, reacting to, you know, the parasite. Right. Apparently not. So you think the the worm things are demonoids? No, I think they are the torment entity. Eh? And that they inhabit the body and mutate the body. Because I remember, we've seen torment before, and Malcolm killed the, the parasites. Yeah. And they've grown back. Right, right. It, it is but a strange biology if, the, if he is half human, half demonoid. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, his hands and everything, like, especially the red side, looks demonoid, so it makes sense. I just think it's an interesting thing to be, like, if a demonoid does mate with a human, it just produces, like, this weird fucking other type of creature. And who knows, maybe maybe they age faster, and that's why he's, like, childlike. Yeah, infantile. <laughs> um, question, uh, who'd you guys give this to in lettering? Um, I'm gonna give it to Jack, if only because I like the knock knocks better. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But all, but I gotta say, um, yeah, I know you like uh, putting like word balloons behind things. Uh huh. But I think at panel four, when they're uh, when uh, when uh, when uh, Jack puts him behind Malcolm's hands, it it kind of gives Malcolm a case of the baby hands. I'll agree, actually, <laughs> with you that I do actually do not like that. It's funny you should say that. That's actually an instance where I think putting the word balloon physically behind something doesn't work. It did make his hands look weird for some reason yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, I also Baby don't. Hands, I also don't like Jack's lettering on panel five when you compare it to like it's the bubbles on five compared to like the bubbles that Russ does on panel five. Right. Agreed. The, the but, oh, I think I think the problem might be the, like the thick uh, connecting. It just takes up yeah that and just takes up so much room. It just seems unnecessary. Like you mean the big bubble. tall wide balloon, right? Yeah, I like, mean just overall how how the the bubbles take over the the panel, right? Hmm. So who did you guys end up giving that on? Because I got a little I, bit of a conflict there. Oh, uh, Russ. I, I said too. Russ. I, oh, no, 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 no. Jack. Jack. I think, personally, it, the the knock-knocks put it over in Jack's favor. Yeah, Craig said, me too, but then Craig shit all over panel five. So I'm just Yeah, like, so I think I have to just even it out and just take myself out because I think they both kind of have... I can't pick one over tilt. the other, so it's a tie. Honk. I'm gonna get, uh, if you're doing that, then I give it to Russ... Which makes it me just rust to Jack, so that's a no point. That's on a that zero. Page. Yep that that is a no so point. I'm saying this whole comic, I felt like this. I felt like like there was no clear winner for me. Well, let's get to the <laughs> end. We'll decide who the winner is then. 
<laughs> now this uh, this uh, page, I gotta tell you guys. <laughs> this double page spread with the bubbles. This is a hilarious double page spread. I love like, it. Yeah, me too, dude. Have you ever seen a double page spread played for laughs in a in Savage Dragon? It's usually always action, right? Yeah, it's it's just great. It's just kind of like a. I, I love all the detail of his face. Like he's such a cool character to look at. Yeah, and it's not even like his costume or anything. It's just his giant head with those cool worm things. They just look so neat. Yes, and, totally. And of course, agree. the textures that Nikos brings. Yes, dude. Fantastic. Look, look at the the top right hand corner, like the brush strokes. Mm-hmm. It's just wow! It's just neat. I love it. The white splat, like the the, the, the paint splatters, the brush strokes. It's fun to look at. Yeah, it could easily be incredibly boring, but you have Eric and Nikos firing on all cylinders here, in what could be in the hands of like a lesser cartoonist and colorist, a boring page. But like, it's a feast for fucking textures. It's a feast for, uh, for colors, like. It, it somehow is a feast and it's a double page spread played for comedy and so that's what's so crazy to me about this double page spread look, look at the textures in the red worm's face like yeah it's amazing like that's such a great coloring job like i don't want nikos to change the way he's color like i hope he stays and you know how like i feel like nikos every like 10 issues like the coloring changes or something you know right right i just i think they've found a point and maybe I'll change my mind in 10 issues, but I, I'm at a point where I think this is the best that he's done on this book. Like, I really enjoy it. And, and it's weird when you would compare, like, when he began and all, like, the... Oh, I bitch all the time. I know. Everything was too and, shiny, the yellow skies. I had a lot of problems yeah. early on. And I used to like it, and I look back at it now, and I'm like, man, what was I thinking? Like, it wasn't that <laughs> great. Like, I didn't like it, but he's definitely, like, just evolved as a colorist and has become, like an amazing amazing colorist yeah absolutely dude fantastic couldn't agree anymore couldn't add anything to it yeah um i guess that leaves us to uh what do you fellas uh think in the lettering battle i, I gotta give it to to uh to russ this time uh again i think the slightly larger letters uh help improve um the readability of this double page spread and also, mm-hmm. of course, none of us really like the square, square torment word balloons, right? Greg, what about you? Yeah, I feel the same. I like the font that Russ is Russ is using for torment better than what Jack is, and the same with the bubbles. Fellas, then that makes it a three P because I also like Russ's like jaggedy word balloons. And uh, yep, moving right along, my dudes. Uh, yeah, Malcolm uh, calls Miss Torrance on her bullshit. It's like, bro, I hear the voices. I love that he's like, I hear Torment's voice. He's like, voices. I'm like, oh, it's a nice little touch to be like the voices. You, I mean, you figured that they didn't sound the same, but like Malcolm confirms it, that like it literally sounds like different voices when the worms talk. It's such a nice little addition, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he just that barges voice, in. Those voices. <laughs> right, right. And he just barges in on Pastor, you know? Which is funny because it does kind of bring up the point, like, Malcolm really is just, like, fucking home invading this Canadian, you know? Oh, yeah, it's violating many rights. 
right. The prime Minister's going to have him drawn and quartered. But he's not a cop, so I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's good, dude. It's good. Torment I, out of his bubble bath. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I'm going to say it's tie on this one, lettering-wise. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, it's fine. They're both basically the same, to be honest. In this particular case. Okay. What about you, Craig? I think I'm going with Jack on this one. Explain, if you will. Um. I kind of like the first panel of the, the more curvy kind of tail on on the the balloon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you don't like. The the tail going off panel in the second. Right. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know. That's about it. I, it's, it's, that was just hard. I could go tie on those two. Well, then I'm going to tip it. Close. If you're going with Jack, I'm going with Jack because I like in the, as much as I don't like the word balloon coming off, I very much like the fact that Malcolm, uh, the word balloon's going behind his fin in panel two. And behind Miss Torrance's finger. That's an instance where sound pushing into the background, I think, super duper works. Be- and uh, Because because the uh, word balloon is also behind the other word balloon. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's behind the other word balloon. It's behind the finger. It's behind the fin. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit better than how Russ did it, where Rush just, like, slapped an oval over Malcolm's fin. I see. And so, yeah, I'm giving it to Jack. So that's one for Jack. All right, so uh, next page, we see our man Paul. Good old Silverhand. Silverhand makes the stage <laughs> on his wedding day. Should have worn a glove. <laughs> should have worn a glove. Would that have not looked weirder? Just one white glove? I don't know. We've been over this before, but I always wonder about those ridges just ripping the shit out of your loved ones. No. You just no wear way. like two gloves like Mickey Mouse. Well, he is in a tux, but I guess gloves are more for the sir for help. Never, never uh, been watching a lot of <laughs> Downton Abbey. But butlers wear gloves. P.S. Malcolm called Paul's fin a green turd in this issue, and he I'm did. not gonna not I'm not gonna not mention that that's awesome. So just saying yes, that he, he says it so we don't have to. Yeah, I love it. So funny, dude. I love that he's busting on Paul's little fin. This is cool. Even I, though, I do like, like Williams. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was gonna say, even though Williams seemed a little cold on the porch, he's he's he seems a little nicer here, right? You know, just asking Paul if he's nervous and stuff. Yeah, a little warmed up, maybe. I kind of like old man William. Me too. He looks dude. cool. Yeah, he's aged I like, up. I like it. I like how there's such a. Uh, a variety of characters now with like older generation and younger like yes kids you know like young young kids then you know kids in their 20s and then like like so three generations basically and it's just kind of neat to see that i'm gonna bust some chops when dc did their big push for finger quote diversity they got rid of a lot of old characters like old people, like uh, DC had a bunch of old fuckers and bald people and just all kinds of diversity, really. And then when they're like, "Oh, it's Raven, a new fifty-two, Raven," those are called yeah. the Justice Society. 
<laughs> right. Well, I'm just saying, I feel like they flushed a lot of that shit down the shitter. So it is cool to see, like, this book that has multiple generations. And you have, like, just old dudes and stuff. You don't see a lot of old dudes in comics, that's all. The Justice Society full of old dudes? Yeah, they're from the 40s. Talking about Jay? Garrick the Flash, yes. Yeah, alright, just checking. With his big I mean, Super Bowl hat. One, I mean, they're still around. I mean, they were put on the shelf for a while, but they're they're still used again now. They uh, still use that guy that's basically like a pill head? Like, he takes a magic pill? Oh, yeah, Our Man, Our Man rules. Uh, all right. Although, He's a uh, pill head. I think his, his, his grandson is Our Man now. But anyway, but yes, he does take, take pills to be strong for an hour, as many men do. It's problematic. <laughs> that's a dick joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can do them too, Raven. I can I like do them it. too. <laughs> Mr. Purcell, I will always stop and appreciate a good Viagra boner joke. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want to feel alone all the time. I don't want to be the FinCast scumbag. Too late. So, yeah. yeah. So, I guess wedding on the beach of Lake Ontario? How romantic. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever been to a beach wedding? No. No. They're cool. Uh, if you ever get a chance, uh, crash one if your friends aren't <laughs> having one. And if you ever have a wedding, yeah, again, you know, I guess this is more to like Jim or me. But if you ever have a wedding, a, a beach wedding is fantastic. It's so fun. Everybody's loving it. It's the ocean. It's so much better than a church. Forget about it. I like that Paul and Alex had a beach wedding. I think it's cool. It it's just different. Yeah. It's been a lot of weddings in Savage Dragon. Funerals, too. <laughs> I was uh, expecting... I, were you guys expecting some foreboding thing or something? Dude, they foreshadow it here. I mean, Absolutely. yeah, because... Um, yeah. He talks about Bronze Man. And <laughs> I was expecting Bronze Man to show up. Like, <laughs> Me oh, too, dude. I was like, God Fuck damn you, Paul. I was no. like, if Bronze Man kills Alex, I'm going to fucking kill myself <laughs> next, dude. Bronze Man just bursts out of the sand. Fuck you, dragon. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I've been waiting. Finally. It's, it's all according to plan. No. I sent myself back in time, buried <laughs> myself, and reactivated my suit at this very moment. Life's a beach, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, uh, I thought they were foreshadowing. Uh, I'm so glad you said that, Craig, dude. I I thought they were foreshadowing. Eric was foreshadowing a Bronze Man attack. I really did, dude. I was like, God damn, don't let Bronze Man show up. Because I've been rooting, I've been wanting Bronze Man to return. And I was like, at what cost? Like, do I lose Alex to get Bronze Man? Like, that's a trade I don't want to make. Faco just leaps out of the lake. (laughs) No! One false swoop. (laughs) And then back into the depths. (laughs) No! Um, Bites off his other arm. Question, lettering battle, who's winning it? I know this is not a strong lettering page, but you guys got a preference? Uh, My preference is Russ, just for the footnote on the bottom, I like it. The, the wider one? Spread yes. Out. You know yeah. what? I'm going to give it to him for that as well. All right. That puts Russ in the corner. I actually uh, had a no contest. I uh, just don't care on this one. 
nobody's really knocking the other one down real hard, so no contest in my book. But that still gives it to Russ because you both did Russ. So that's right. Hey man, two fantastic torment is Johnny's showstopper this issue. Just like what a great double page spread. Yeah, I, I, I do like the it. little detail how everyone's dressed up to go to the wedding. Love yeah. it, Jim. Love it, dude. Um, pretty sure Maxine's still not wearing underwear. Which, um, <laughs> I mean, you make choices, I guess. I mean, you know, easy access. Um, you know what? Can I just say that I wasn't wrong when I said that he drew the bricks? Because look at this building. Oh, yeah, there's bricks on this drawing. That's right, motherfucker. Oh, That's the building I was thinking of. I'm also a big fan of the Zip-Tone Street. Love the zip. I'm glad you said that, dude. I love the Zipatone Street. Love it's it. It's not. It's cool. not. It's not like a big black bar. Like would probably be distracting. Yeah, if that was a black bar, it would be. But this Zipatone like pushes it into the distance. Um, I do find it interesting how <sighs> Torment doesn't talk, but his his head's things do, and. Yeah. Basically, this is payback for messing with his mother, which uh, yeah, dude. I think is good for mo- good motivation. To be honest, to to you know push this conflict. Yeah, mom, I mean, fair is fair. Mm-hmm. You mess with my mom, I'll mess with your mom, or your mother of your children, whatever. I gotta say, Maxine's getting it pretty hard here. Uh, <laughs> he is gripping the shit out of her hair. hair. Yeah, fortunately, I guess his his own arm must have blocked all the glass because, holy shit, I'm surprised she isn't all cut up. Well, he would have had to smash his fist through to grab her, right? Yeah. Otherwise, this is what we professionals, we professional killers call defenestration. Defenestration? Defenestration. Defenestration. Yeah, stuff def- out of windows. Oh. Yep. Oh, I see. Using the debris to show motion. Yeah, the wood, look, the glass all flying out and shit. But no, the act of putting someone through a window. Oh, oh, is that is the finisher? I see. Yeah, this is a winner, dude. This is a fucking killer splash page. Like, fantastic. Torment is such a great visual, bros. I mean, like, I love his like weird, like, uh, like kind of like what we call them, gladiator shoulder pads, almost. And his weird gladiator like belt almost. Like, I just think he has such a great look, dude. Out of the Malcolm era, he's definitely one of the stronger visuals. Oh, I see what you mean by gladiator. Yeah, they are very Roman Legion armor like. Yeah. Leather leather armor with the with the straps. Strips for, rather. For sure. You know I'm still kind of ruminating on the bronze <laughs> man. Did we uh-huh. ever talk about Eric's cover for 264 no. that had at last all the secrets revealed the story of Paul and it has I'm the pretty sure the we cover. did talk about that I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before but I'm pretty sure we talked about it yeah I think we did talk about it because I was like I could check the... our timestamps let me go do that gotcha yep that's fine I just that was another reason why I thought Bronze Man could show back up again because he's on that cover well I think right. I think it's like gonna be a flashback issue or at least a flashback I think story. so too because it it everything looks like parts of his life but just because he's on the cover just makes me think you know there's a possibility or something yeah no I'm with you Greg like the thing is is like that absolutely was like just in the back of my head 
because I was thinking, goddamn, dude, what a crazy bait and switch to have Bronze Man be on the cover. And of course, we're all thinking flashback because of the accompanying text. Right. But then, if like Bronze Man showed up at this wedding and ruined Paul's wedding, like, goddamn, dude, what a we, we what a bait and switch. Definitely been fooled before. <laughs> right. <laughs> and will be again. I can't verify it because it. Image search doesn't actually bring the cover up because I think it's only on Facebook. But I think we talked about it in the Ant episode. Gotcha. You know what? We're talking about it now, baby. We're no, talking not, about it. Oh now. wait, no, not not the not the Ant episode. The North Force episode. Yeah, I think you're right because we like pointed out like Zeke with his weird helmet. And right. But anyway, yeah. I don't want to throw it off. I, I was just making. I was like, I, was, I remember seeing Bronze Man again. I couldn't remember like where, and it was that cover. Guys, I gotta ask. This feels like a good place to mention it. How do you think Torment's voices sound, knowing that they're different? Like, compare them to something for the listeners. Uh, Who, good voice versus bad voice. How do you hear them as you read them? I hear like a feeble voice for the white one. Mm-hmm. Like shy, feeble, like uh, and the fucking. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Torment followed you home. I couldn't stop him. <laughs> right. right. Hmm, see, I kind of hear a normal human voice. Ooh. Just not, not, just, he's not really enfeebled at all. It's just, it, it would just be like a normal person's voice. Whereas the, the red one is more just angry. You ready for my picks? I hear, coming out of the white voice, Piglet from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. And coming out of the red one, Freddy Krueger. Out of the red one, I, f- I feel like it's more of a Ben Grimm, New oh. Yorker. <laughs> that was Torment's mother, our mother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Private homes are off limits. How do you like that logic? Everybody knows it. It is funny if you think about it. You really don't see that at Savage Dragon, do you? People getting attacked in their private home. Well, Frank, never mind. Yeah, a lot, a Dude, lot someone busting through Malcolm's <laughs> house every other issue. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck am I saying? Like, I'm lying. Like, what the hell am I talking about? Yeah, you're right. Like, Malcolm oh. gets, like, attacked all the time. Guys. Uh-huh. I don't think yeah. we talked about the cover to 264. Because that's the Bronze Man cover. I think we missed it. This just in. Breaking news. <laughs> breaking news from June 14th. Yeah, based based on the timestamps on the FinCast website, I'm pretty sure we did not talk about it because we would have had to talk about it during the Ant episode, and it's not in the news items. Which Savage Dragon one is that? Savage Dragon 264. 264? I'm bringing it up, baby. It's an amazing cover. Oh, my God. Well, let's take two seconds and talk about it. Here, I'll grab the link and send it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. At last, all of his secrets revealed. It's a great. Remember, we did. To- I, I don't know if we talked about it. We talked about it, but I don't. But think we, talked we talked about, about it on air because maybe, it maybe even like doesn't show his mechanical arm. You know, it's like well, it's in shadow. Yeah, so I, we're like, did it grow back, and he doesn't want to show we, it? Or? Craig, you're a genius, dude. That's how I know we did talk about it because his arm's hidden, and then his uh, arm's hidden when he's throwing the punch at Bronze Man. And even when like Paul or like William's coming up out of his chest, his arm's hidden. So it's like, yeah, dude, absolutely, we talked about this. Well, I always took those things as like flashbacks. Like I think I we talked about it in. Uh, I think we talked about it like among ourselves before we did a retro. 
Oh, maybe we did. That's the only yeah. thing that makes sense to me. It's good though. It's a good ass cover, and I am looking forward to the story. Bra- of Bronze Paul Man's like crazy. nose bothers me. <laughs> the hog nose. I don't, li- I don't. I don't like him having a nose. But yes, the, the, uh, the, the, the there's a bunch of weird characters on it, like Zeke in a mask and like Red Rock and yeah, and Joseph Strange in his like Magnus robot fighter dress. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah he's oh good point about that. But <laughs> that's perfect. Man, it would Craig. have to predate Mag. Well, no, Magnus is like from no, the fifties. Like key, right? Yeah, Gold he's got those sweet jacket. buccaneer boots too. Yeah, he's a he's a mix. He's a little tunic. He's I think def- they call it a tunic, right? <laughs> he's definitely got some uh, Luke Cage Power Man in him too. It's not a dress; it's a tunic <laughs> with a huge pop collar, like enormous. <laughs> Yeah, what's funny is out of all of them, he's the only one that looks like uh, whack as a motherfucker. Like, the rest of them look fantastic and kind of, like, timeless. Well, I mean, geez, look at Dragon right up front. What the hell am I talking about? With his big D on his chest. Oh, yeah, he's I awesome. That looks cool. <laughs> he looks cool, but, I mean, I'm saying that, like, I think those two are the only two that kind of look bust. Oh, busted. come on, Sergeant Marvel. He's such a weirdo. Oh, I love right. him, but he's such a weirdo. He's you like know, cockroach Batman. D- Dart's, yeah. <laughs> Dart's kind of a squiggle, but I kind of dig her like original More costume. Yeah. And uh, you know, Rock looks like uh, the the villain guy from Invincible. Oh, oh yeah, uh, the cement guy. Right. Forget his yeah. name. Boulder or something. Crust suit. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's the stone crust. All right, now all of our listeners have disappeared because they don't. We just jumped to a cover that <laughs> right. we forgot to cover. Right, In let's get middle. back to the important thing with the lettering. Yeah, who won the who <laughs> won the lettering battle? Spread, uh, well, I guess it comes down to: Do we prefer Mama in red or Mama in black? <laughs> right. <laughs> Mama more of a regular font. Mama is. More I'm gonna be honest. I don't like the colored letters uh, as much. As the 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 black ones, so I gotta give it to Russ. Same. Well, I'm going against you guys, but you did give the two votes, so Russ wins that one. I like, obviously, as we've mentioned before, torments like jaggedy word balloons on Russ's way better. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're gonna, you know, try to throw something in for some emphasis on a double page splash, I'll always go graphical, even if I don't love the mama per se, and I don't. I think that, like, also to the like kind of burst effect that uh, Jack used is not as good as the one Russ yeah, used. Yeah, that, that I think that's a big thing for me too. Because I'll be honest, I almost like every time I look at the page, I don't think I even see the mama uh, because because <laughs> the 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 uh, the jaggedy word balloon I don't think stands out as as well. Yeah, I think it, like, it, it like gets harder because it actually gets lost in the glass shards. It almost seems like it's more glass shards. Yeah, or maybe I'm overthinking harder. it. No, no, I'll agree with all that. Whereas the you know the the the, the Russ one is more irregular. I so guess. Russ wins that lettering battle. Um, battle, battle, battle. <laughs> let me ask you, bros. This is a really, I think, awesome page. Am I wrong of think it? Like, is this wrong for my brain to like evoke a Gwen Stacy moment? Oh yeah. So did, were you guys getting that too as you read this? Moderately. I was scared for Maxine is what I'm saying. I mean, I'm always scared for Maxine. She's very small and toothpicky. 
I have to be truthful. I wasn't scared for like I, I wasn't expect. I was expecting her to be saved. I there wasn't anything in me like, oh my god, this is it. I just thought like, bro, what if she snaps her neck? Like I was like, is he going for a Gwen Stacy thing? Like, ah, it's okay. She's immortal. What do you think of the coloring on this page? Okay, I'm going to talk about this after we're done talking so we don't start this out, but i got to talk about uh, Eric Larson long bombs some point at the end of this episode. Because I've been been, been having thoughts, and I want to put them out in the world. Nice, dude. I'm always up for a long bomb talk. Craig, you said the coloring, and bro, I totally agree. You totally agree with what do you think about the coloring? I think it's fucking great on this. Like yeah. the way each like speed line is like and every panel is like a different color. It definitely pops. It pops like a motherfucker, dude. Look at like Malcolm is like when he's sinking down, like the little like white like spatter effects. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Alright, what do you think on the lettering? Well, I think what it comes down to is do you like black Malcolm or red Malcolm? <laughs> um, hey, man. to more than that for me. Oh, well, lay it out there. I like the HNHA, the huh, huh. more understated. You like it I understated? Feel, yes. Like huh. in, in terms of more just lettered. Because I, I feel like the Malcolm's a scream. I feel like when you do something like, like I understand he's throwing her, but it just I don't know. I, I, I have to agree like, uh, with Craig on this one. I think it understated is better. You like it understated, both of you. I also just think I don't think red just reads very well. It just seems kind of muddy. I am losing again. I preferred uh, both the Malcolm and the. Huh! Like, I preferred that to have some action and emphasis. I think Oh God being played subtle is good contrast. But, uh, hey, baby, it's two to three. That's why this works so good. So that's another one for us. I gotta say, this is, well, I gotta say, this is some incredible super aim. Yes, Tossing dude, her from the street it. into the bed. That's <laughs> almost a 90-degree turn. I love it, dude. Well, it's an arch, you know, like a toss, like a basketball. But it's like, dude, what a fucking... And into the bed, dude. <laughs> Incredible. Those dragons have super aim. And, and she gets back up there before he hits the car. It's awesome. I thought that that action sequence of him, like, fucking saving her, like, fucking... Like, he jumps down and, like, throws her up. Think about how crazy. Like, somebody drops your loved one and you just fucking jump down and throw them back up before they could even hit the ground. It's awesome, dude. I think it's a great showcase of Super Aim. I think it's fantastic. I loved it. And I also... Here's the thing. I I do like Torment, like, coming down feet first. Yeah. But it's awesome, It is slightly unclear. Well, it's not unclear, because obviously he's falling. But the way he's, like, posed is like he's floating. And you don't get, like... Torment landing feet first with an impact in the next panel. So it kind of loses some of the impact you'd expect. Like if he landed on Malcolm's chest or he landed on the car after Malcolm rolled away. If there was just some, just him hitting the ground both feet, I think it would be more impactful with this, like, floating in the air look. Totally agree. I love that Eric's still 
using these like playful panels, like ninety esque. Oh yeah, the the yeah smudgy. Yeah, uh, totally, one hundred percent. Like second that, Craig. Uh, also, it's really awesome. Just the contrast of like. Uh, again, like Maxine, like landing in the bed, all gentle, and Malcolm smashing into the car. Right, like yeah. it's so good, dude. Like he just super sacrificed his own self. Not that he's really getting hurt here, but so, like he lands, like smashes into that car all hard, and like she's just falling into a bed. So, <laughs> so just good. the thought of like the angle, so they're not both, they don't both falling on the same side. It just, right. you know what I mean. The contrast, the, the thought to put into that. Yes, dude. I, I'm if, if they were both landing the same way, it would just look weird. It just would, you know, even though it doesn't seem like it should. From well, a well, what's there's almost is, an action like line to it because she yeah. got she got tossed one direction, yeah. and he lands the other direction. One hundred percent intentional, my bros. Yeah. It's following the action. It's like when you show a guy rearing back with his right hand, you don't show him punching with his right hand in the opposite direction. You show him punching from right to left in the next panel to really sell that motion. And that's what Eric's done here, dude. Jim, that's what's so crazy about he so thoughtfully nailed the action, the physical action of Malcolm throwing her away from the direction he was going. And then to show torment coming down, but then not show any real impact in the car, it's like, oh, dude! <laughs> but the real crazy. question mm-hmm. is: straight runch or curved runch? Curved. <laughs> I think curved is also better. You know what? But I also I... kind of like the jagginess of of Russ's with the with the with the double exclamation point. It's so funny because I am super going in the opposite direction on you, bros. Like, I love the runch of Russ's so much better, but I love the ung a lot better on Jack's. So, right. Jack? It, it, yeah, in this case, if the in this case is a good show, uh, a good example of the uh, you know, being <laughs> black letters rather than red. I think if, if the uh, if the huh on the other page was the same, it would have been better. But that's so, been, Jack takes that one. Yes. Well, my dudes, a site that I have personally been dying to see for 30 years. Alex getting married. That's a good panel of Alex, though. It's drawn really well. It is, dude. Like, her her expression, and, like, she's aged, but, like, she's still, like, you know, pretty, and she went with angels, like, more, like, you know extravagant dress and oh dude I'm so happy I'm so happy this is so great dude I'm so it's like I've been waiting for this bitch to get a happy ending for decades she's getting it (laughs) you know what I mean here comes bronze man (laughs) laser beam right through (laughs) severs her in half and poison gas so it took me a second to uh, to figure out why Paul was looking at Angel and she was like shrugging, but it's because Malcolm's not here. Yeah, he's looking for Malcolm. Yep, he's like, "Where's my the son? Kid, the grandkids, my quote unquote son. Where's my non son? What you guys think? Is there anything in the uh, facial language of the uh, Janies? Like you think there's some future marriages up ahead for these guys?" 
Seems probable. Gotta say. Feeling I, like there's love in the air, you know? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's one of those pairings that you've been kind of waiting for for a long time. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also the easiest pairing, and that may not be the most interesting. Hmm. Because they're twins. Well, they're twins, and they're uh, doppelgangers. Uh, so they're made. They're made for each other. Alexandria Wild. <laughs> that, that, that one. That one. That one. Janie twin definitely is way into that nose ridge. You can tell. Of course, she has mm-hmm. no nose. She just maybe she just likes noses. She so, just thinks it's awesome. <laughs> this motherfucker's got extra nose. Yeah, that's good angel, too, by the way. Like, the good angel, like, mm, expression. So, on this page, uh, Russ makes the cardinal sin of having uh, uh, bubbles go off the page. Yes, he does. (laughs) I don't, what's up with all, all of a sudden, like, the tails all change? Don't like it. Don't like it. I don't like that either. It is, it is just for this page. You're right. It's, yeah, because it's, like, it's, it's a serious situation. So those 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 uh, tails got a curve. Those angular, like the way they like shoot down and then shoot off in a big sweeping curve. Yeah, yeah. Not a fan. Got to go with Jack. Got to go, with Jack. I'll I'll agree agree to make it unanimous. That's a three peat for Jack, dude. Um. One last thing. I'm going to bust Eric's chops. As good a job as he did on Alex, and I love it. Uh, as good a job as he did on Angel's face, and like even Paul looking over his shoulder I like. like there's so much good stuff in here. Uh, how dare you, sir, uh, not have a little like table with drinks or some balloons somewhere. I know it's That's a beach for the room. reception, well, dude. This well, is where's like the, the little hutch that you have at beach weddings with like the flowers yeah. on the the lattice work, whatever it's called. A, a little arch. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's do it, bro. Where, where is that stuff? Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Just saying. I'm a bust. I, that's it. Just want to bust his chops. He clearly went with the budget priest. <laughs> he couldn't even afford hair. Goddamn bald bastard. Guys, I've been waiting to say, for this next page, I've been waiting to say this ever since I read this. You ready? Go. We get, we get the debut. We get the, <laughs> that's good. We get the debut of Malcolm's Body Sausage. Has it never happened come up before? <laughs> it's viscerate, dude. Are you kidding me? Look at the big, like, entrails. That's they're gross. Sl- they're slopping out, dude. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, it is. He's getting fucking choked with his, like, long hot dogs. Love it. And Torment's got to be strong as shit. Fuck yeah, dude. Brutal. Just die already. I love, <laughs> so like, good. just... Yeah. He's just choking him with his entrails. It's so And then good. his mom comes. The, the cops haven't made it or anyone there, but the mom... The mom tracked him down. Yeah, Mrs. Torrance, uh, real, real, uh, gumshoe... She knows her boy. Tommy, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, Tommy, you were making progress. You, you think she sewed his uh, Legionnaire's uniform? <laughs> <laughs> Made his little gladiator costume. His little leather wrist cuffs. 
his little hat. My mom made this costume. <laughs> so who's got the best doom? Ooh. See, now this is a lettering showcase because we got multiple sound effects. I got, I, I'm pro curve doom. Mm-hmm. I'm for for uh for Jack, and I'm pro. I like I like Russ's squit better. Uh huh. So it's, I kind of like it's, Jack's squit because it's all bubbly and gross. It is gross, isn't it? It kind of sells like a guts kind of look. I think it looks. A I little don't bit, like a little the too... cack. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> I don't the, like the, the cack. The cack, the red cack is you know <laughs> the only red cack, and I don't like that. With the I little like it in black. Yeah, me too. It's got to be like a small like like. <laughs> got to be like un- again i feel like that should have been more understated like, yeah i, I like agree how- make that cack small yeah small cack got that small cack ladies ladies love the small cack an understated cack you know my uh my uh boy you know he's had a real hard life <laughs> he's had to deal with a small cack Cack aside, than a red cack. cack aside, I gotta give this one to Jack for that 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 big doom. I think uh, I think it works better. I love the doom with the little lines on the bottom. Yeah, me too. Um, it's weird because I'll agree. I'll totally give this uh, one to Jack because uh, the doom with the lines and then the squits kind of like guts. You know, it's kind of like I, I don't know the, the squit to me just kind of looks like balloon animals. I'll tell you what I like, Jim. You ready? But Russ does it too, so it's weird. But I like that the squid is unique amongst the other sound effects yes. in the entire issue. I agree. It's just, I like that it's soft and squishy, like guts. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something Anytime. about something about Russ's is just, it just seems more visceral to me. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's the, good. the way it's kind of shot out, like. Although, Jax does go off the panel, which I do like. Hmm. Yeah, but that breaking of the panel with the S, so nice. Um, I'm gonna give love to the colorist too, bros. Look at that entrail. Look at the like the blood oh, splatter yeah, that's coming. Real good. Oh, it's so good, dude. It's so nice. And then like on the when look in the last panel, like like the blood stains on Torment's hands and knee. Oh, it's so good. And Malcolm's like face is spattered. Oh, it's so good. Yep. This is everyone working in concert to do their best job. Art letters and colors. Just singing a fucking orchestra, baby. By the way, I'm sorry, but... Mom, what are you doing here? It's so funny. As you're choking a guy with his own guts. (laughs) I think the only problem with it is that... Uh Obviously, it's supposed to be the redhead saying it, but you don't see the redhead in the panel. So now it looks like Torment saying it, and Torment doesn't talk. But in counterpoint, in both letters gave the words their own word balloons their own unique shape. Right. So you should by this page know who is saying what. Right. I'll forgive it. Question. Yes. I feel like we've seen Malcolm uh, do the old double axe handle. No, we've seen somebody else. Oh, so, oh, okay. You're gonna lay it on me. Okay, what's the reference? Because I know from this point on, I know it's Reference City, baby. I just sent you guys something on Facebook Messenger. We'll wait and let the audience see if you guys. 
get your reaction to that. All right. Classic. <laughs> I knew that's what that was. I knew that's what that was, dude. Wow, okay. this is this is this is more uh, direct reference than I remembered. Can I tell you that that is one of my favorite dragon faces of all time? Like the, the one where he's just in the pool. So, so for the listeners, the next two pages of two sixty where Malcolm's smashing Tor- Torment's head and then kind of fall, passing out is direct reference to or even I don't know if it's shadow boxed or whatever I don't think it's dead on like the poses are a little different oh you know like good example here in the first panel with Malcolm doing the double axe handle here uh, his legs, legs are in a, legs are in a completely different position because you know originally it's a little bit awkward whereas this one it, it makes a lot more sense so it's from Savage Dragon miniseries 2 where Dragon's fighting Super Patriot kind of does the double punch on Super Patriot, but has lost so much blood that he ends up passing out. But it's almost panel for panel. It's so good. Well, it's definitely panel pages. for panel, but it's not necessarily like... I don't think it was Lightbox. I think he did it from uh, Eyeball. Which, you know, in, you know, to get things like more accurate like as they currently are, like uh, Malcolm's Finn, because, oh boy, that early <laughs> Finn... It sure is. You can tell why so many artists have trouble with it when you got that that uh, dragon holding his guts in panel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That fin is not ninety degrees to the forehead. Many segments. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They like if they were googling these, like yeah. it explains a lot of wrong fins. <laughs> yeah, these are the these are the images you're going to see. Yep. Yeah, uh, oh my god, Craig, thank you for this, uh, like, uh, thank you for this, uh, because I... sound effects, the wham... Well, that's what I'm curious about, why not homage the sound effects? Right? I mean, they both do their own thing, and in my opinion... They use the same sound. They do, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's in the script. Right, yeah, no, all the sound effects are, I'm sure, in the script. But I'm saying, Eric uses the same sound. Oh, that's true. It is Wham Womp. Uh, Womp again. Yeah, it, it's awesome. Uh, if Dear listener, if you can, you know, pull up your digital file, pull out your issue, whatever you do, but just compare these because it's just a really great contrast. Like you were saying, Dragon in the old panels holding in his guts, but Malcolm's fucking guts are out. <laughs> His intestines are out-testins because, and it's just crazy. It's crazy that, like, I don't think we've seen anybody get strangled with their own guts, have we? This feels new. You know, it's funny because it's an old, it's like an homage to, like, sequence, but at the same time, like, just the level of ultra-violence is just, it's, it's another place, so. Like, Malcolm's just side-ripped open. Yeah, I mean... The brutal. original in Savage Dragon 2 was pretty brutal, and then this is just one-ups it with his intestines wrapped around his neck. Yep. And even the little heads, like, if you look up by Malcolm's fists, there's just, like, fucking chunks flying off of them. Yeah, they're, they're getting, uh, curly and mode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the heads clonk together. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
so are we assuming that torment's done? Put another I can't, check because we said I, we've seen it grow back, right? Yes. Yeah, but this totally is a little have. bit more intense because Malcolm has not killed the worms; he's crushed his freaking forehead. I don't believe it. I don't believe he's dead, dude. Like like Craig said, we've seen the worms get fucked before. I think it's just the worms getting smashed, honestly. Yeah. I think he might be brain dead for a minute, but those worms will grow back, as we've seen. He's too cool a character. Yes. I, but I, I'll say I hope not. Dragon. <laughs> yeah, true. I guess they weren't lightning punches. I'd probably be more inclined to believe he was dead if there were lightning punches. Hey. Yeah. If ever there was a time for lightning punch to the head, right? I think he was too weakened. Oh, good point. Good point, Craig. Fuck, you're right. Yeah, because, dude, he passes out in like a second here. Ah, it's good. I'm glad to talk to you guys with this shit, because I think of stuff, and I'm like, you just immediately put it in its place. Question. I can't move this. This letter battle is, like, really close. Um, starting on the Wham page... Who, who who are you giving it to? Got to give it to Jack. I just prefer Sand. these. I just prefer these curved, follow the motion uh, sound effects. Okay, yeah, uh, I agree. It's it's a shame too because Russ went classic. He did, and I love classic, but mm, I just think that Wham is awesome. I will like slam him a little, Jack a little bit for. I think his Womp is stickerish. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like you really want to go thicker on those borders and like make it look like art, you know what I mean? But that wham is perfect. That wham is great. Now, all right, so you're both giving it to Jack. Uh, what about the uh, This Can't Be Good page? Um, again, I think I prefer the curved wump that follows the action. I think it's just... You could follow your eye follows from Malcolm falling over, landing on the ground. I think it just kind of works a little better. I would say that, but I think the speech bubbles in the first panel. Oh yeah, show the, the groggy, the, state. The, the groggy speech bubbles. Good point. I think I got to agree with Craig. I think it does kind of tip it into Russ's direction. As a three peak, I am also agreeing that Russ gave the attention to make them weak. I'm just agreeing. Russ made Malcolm sound weak before he fell. The curved wump I like better, but the the weakness as he passes out is very good. Um, yeah, I love also too, guys. Uh, just like to talk about the actual uh, comic itself too. I love uh, this panel of Malcolm with just his goddamn guts, like just hanging out and like the blood just pouring and hitting yeah. the floor. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> And Craig, you were talking about like on the splash page, the way the cross hatching's like coming off the corner. Yeah, like he does that here in that first panel with Malcolm, yeah. to great effect. I gotta, I gotta criticize Iliopolis though. Oh, on that second page, putting Alex coming in yelling "dragon" and putting it over top of the the wump. Yes, kind of ruins the wump. Yep. You can barely the tell what it says. It's kind of wonky anyway. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, VV. V-V-U-I-V-I-P. <laughs> it was early days. No one knew what they were doing. It was a wild west. Yeah, digital not a thing. Um, it's a thrill, dude. Like, when I was a kid, I just want to say, I know it sounds funny to be so hyped over an homage, but it's a self-homage. And, like, when I was a kid, legitimately this moment 
when Dragon just like fucking just passes the fuck out in his own pool of blood because he's just been cut up too much. Yeah, he just looks dead. <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you, as a kid, this shit hit me so hard because obviously I'd never seen anything like that with like Superman or Batman or any just like fucking knock the yeah, fuck it looks out. Like a murder scene. <laughs> yeah so to see it homaged here in 260 I was just like oh I love it dude love it and I think it's a little comical to compare the two where like Miss Torrance is filling in the place of Alex right and why, like, why isn't for- she shouting Tommy and covering up the wump <laughs> and for Malcolm to say this can't be good that's funny dude like that's that's kind of funny to me Somebody on Twitter today, someone posted a gif of, like, uh, the Sam Ramsey Spider-Man movie. That uh-huh. scene where Spider-Man gets punched by Green Goblin and he, like, flies through, like, a bunch of debris and stuff. And mm-hmm. someone was making a comment that if that was shot today, Spider-Man would get up and say, Well, that happened. <laughs> like, that was a, would be a negative. Yeah, I gotta say, I don't like that sense of humor, so yeah, I'm okay with that joke. And how is this can't be good, not that, though? Um, because it, well, that happened is, uh, like when you say, well, I guess I'm a prisoner for reasons. It's like, you can't just, that's not good comedy. It's funny maybe like once or twice, but like to treat it as a style of comedy. Now this can't be good is funny because it's like, obviously having your goddamn guts in a noose around your neck is obviously not good. But like, this can't be good is funny. It's funny because he's just, like, saying something in an understated way when he's in a ridiculously violent situation. Right. Well, that happened to me is not the same as this can't be good. What a particular, particular conversation that just was. (laughs) Well, that just happened. So, uh, last page, uh, Jim, I thought you were promising us a big uh, closeout here with this. What? In the letter battle. Oh, right. Uh, well, no, I'm just saying that when it all started, I thought for sure I was going to mm-hmm. be, you know, Team team Russ, uh-huh. uh, just based on that first page. But in the end, I think ultimately, uh, Jack wins out for me. Okay. And I think part of that does come up on this page, and I just... I just prefer Jack's uh, next issue box more. Same. So you guys are giving it to Jack, right? Well, we haven't really talked about what's going on on the page, but I am, yes. Okay. Well. Let's talk about the page, and then we'll get to the results. Um, Hey, man. Like, let me first say, I'm always going to stop and appreciate Maxine. And I think she's looking cute as hell here. Well, she's still wearing her uh, wedding clothes. Of course. Yeah. Had to rush and get her man to the hospital. Um, I appreciate that Eric is still keeping the uh, random, thick, fat-ass borders in play. Yep. Like, I like that. I like just as the same as we were, like, praising the rough, like, 90s borders. Like, I like these thick, colored, random borders, too. And uh, I also like the gag of, at first, maybe you don't know necessarily who she's talking to. Right. But by the end of the uh, page, you absolutely know who she's talking to. Well, she says it was in the news, Angel. 
Oh, does she? I'm a moron, she does, guys. But, and also she mentions that Torment's dead, but she could just not know. For sure. Well, she says he's dead, I think. Right. So that's a good yeah, little that out. That doesn't really mean much. Yeah, that doesn't mean shit. I'm such an idiot. I thought that was a funny setup or whatever. But well, yeah, it is. Totally I mean, Angel. there there is a joke at the end. I mean, she says, "I'll make sure to give it your best." <laughs> I still was like, I was admiring something that didn't happen. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, Paul, I'll give it your best. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> oh my goodness, dudes! Yeah. um... So, the lettering battle. You guys are going to be did shocked. You tally it up. I did. I got my tick sheet right here. Is it a tie? And, and the winner is it's Jack by one point. Russ. Really? Oh, really? Yup. And dudes, you guys literally had them neck and neck on like the wham page, and then like it just totally came through, and Russ like won that last one. So. Yeah, or no, Russ didn't win that last one. Like Jack, came, Jack was way behind, and then like fucking just came up like crazy. Those, but those there, there were there were two no contests. Ah, and I, yep, it definitely reflects my feeling on this issue in terms of the letters. Like I just think that I would be happy with either. Yeah, when you compare uh, both of them, it's kind of just nitpicky things. Right. Yeah, they're yeah. both excellent at what they do. Yeah, 100%. And we'd be lucky to have either. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, we're talking like we're some kind of lettering, like, geniuses or aficionados, but, like, bro, they both did an awesome job. Yeah, no, would, but listen, you, I mean... If the, we didn't have two to compare, we wouldn't even know. Yeah. But but I think just even reading Savage Dragon and seeing the best letterers take on this book is really giving me an appreciation of a letter. Before Savage Dragon, or not even before Savage Dragon, before I really even started talking about it, talking it through with you guys, mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate lettering as nowhere near as much as I do now, or at least I didn't realize how much I appreciated it. It um, makes I a just, big difference. Yeah, it totally does, and... It's fun to look at two different guys. Like, this is such... When you talk about great experiments in the book, I mean, I don't know if you call this so much an experiment. I I don't know, maybe. But it's one of kind of the cool, fun things that aren't necessarily something to do with the plot of the story, but just artistically, like, that I really enjoy. It it is a... um, If not an experiment, because it isn't really an experiment. It's more of a... Normally, I would expect like you would just have two people do a test run, which whatever one you like more, you just run. Right. But in this case, because Eric's doing the two cover thing, he's got an opportunity to print both. Right. So, you know, it's kind of a unique opportunity just to see two different letterers letter to the same book. Yeah. Um, give the collectors a little something extra to, you know, you know, a little extra value in buying both. And... It's something very few, if anyone, has done before. So, what? Yeah, there you go. I um, I agree on all points, and I'll just add that I think I probably said it in the past, but Savage Dragon is definitely like a cartoonist's comic, right? And it's a chance for you, like the experimentation and the different things you see in this book. You know, you just don't see in other books. 
like you said, like nobody's like if if this was some other book, they would just pick a letterer off. You know, nobody would ever know, and they would just like maybe have them do like one or two pages as a sample, and then just go with the guy they liked out of those one or two pages. Here, Eric paid two different guys to do the entire book and then put it out there for us all to see. And it makes for just something cool and unique. Like, it was really fun talking over this issue with you guys just to see these two things. And whereas I'm not double dipping for the two issues based on just their cover, right. definitely double dipping on this one because I like this, like, lettering contrast. You know what I mean? So it's cool. I really like it. Agreed on all fronts. Um, before we move to the backup, uh, how are you guys feeling about this issue overall? I think if Eric struggled with this, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Maybe even impossible to tell. Yeah. This was a I, good issue. Yeah, I enjoyed everything about it. I mean, the action is, you know, up there. I mean, I couldn't ask for more. I mean, look what we got, like entrails and... <laughs> Torment is such a great villain. Um, I love him. I, mean, I don't think there's enough uh, rogues that Malcolm have that stand out for me compared to like Dragon with all the vicious circle guys. But Torment is one of them. Yeah. Uh, the backstory going on. I, I again, I talk about this every episode, but I really enjoy having Paul in the story. I think he brings a lot to the book in terms of just another kind of character that plays off of Malcolm and switches things up. I love the tension between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Or at least just on Malcolm's side of things. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, and and with Dragon, we're getting a lot of these characters either coming back or new characters. So like Joseph Strange or, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, William coming back. Alex more in the picture. I don't know. I just, I'm really enjoying post 250. Yeah. It really feels like, uh, the Malcolm era, like really found its footing. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like, I, I think that Eric had always talked about kind of Paul being like the mentor role and in the picture. And then he just kind of killed him off. And I, I'm glad he brought him back because I think, like you said, it's just really gelling, like having, having Paul. Yeah, totally agree. I think Paul was the uh, special sauce the book needed. And this issue is a fantastic showcase of how Malcolm's absolutely the lead. Like yeah. one, 100% the star, but and that's what I enjoy too Paul is not taking over the book by any means he's more of a you know a side character but he's still fun to see what he's going through and I'm looking forward to the upcoming issues where it looks like they're going to be teaming up I'm sure it'll be a real bonding experience I'm sure Malcolm will be calling him (laughs) dad any day now sitting on his knee tell me a story Paul I mean dad Daddy. Uh, daddy, no. Never. <laughs> Don't call him daddy. Don't da- do it. Da- Daddy-o. <laughs> Who's your daddy? Pops. Pops work. Pops Accord. Paul. So let's, let's talk about the backup. 
Well, hold up. I mm. don't believe we really talked about the backup last time because we are planning to have its creators on next time. So I think we should hold off on going over the details on these backups until next time. We'll do we did do that, didn't we? I believe we did, yes. It's been a long time, bro. It's easy to forget. And if we did, and if that wasn't the case, we'll go over it again uh, next time anyway. So just for the listeners, we're planning on having Dave Kelly, who wrote the story, uh, and I think Dean Has- Haspiel, who uh, I'm pretty sure owns... I know he owns the... Uh, the Red Hook. Red Hook character. I don't know about all the other characters in it, but it's heavily based on you know, the, the Red Hook adventures. Right. Well, the credits um, say written by Dave Kelly and from a story by Dave Kelly and uh, Dean Hapspiel. Okay. So, so art, Artwork by Brett Hobson. They've both agreed to come on and talk about their story. I think originally we probably thought, I thought it was two parts, and now... Yeah. Um, well, I, guess it's three right yeah i double checked i believe i asked them and they said it was three parts so next next episode will be the conclusion and i figure we'll have them on for an interview segment and we'll go over the whole thing with them uh and just make a whole segment out of it should be cool should be cool it's always kind of neat to have have uh other comic creator perspective right and they're teaming up with drag, you know, the Red Hook teaming up with drag. kind of makes it for a fun adventure. Yes. Plus, I remember there was a Red Hook backup in another issue of Dragon, and I was just like, "Whoa, awesome!" So, yep. yeah. I'm hoping to catch up on some other Red Hook comics before we get to the next episode as well to get a little better understanding. Because yeah, I remember that backup with the with the Red Hook. I wasn't sure if that was like a reprint of a web comic or where that came from, or if it was original for that issue. But uh, it yeah, was. Red- it, Red Hook has like a whole series of web comics, and I think it was something that appeared originally as a web comic. Right. So it'll be cool to get into that, but we're going to save it for now. Sweet, 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 sweet. So that's it. So, uh, um, anything else? Got to do his thing. Oh right, I also had another thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Lay it on us. Long bombs. All right. So, oh, long bombs. So yeah, dude. J- just real quick. I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but I've been thinking about it. And mm-hmm. one of the quote unquote, not complaints, but like things we've noted in the past is that the one thing Savage Dragon kind of is missing right now is like, like things seated that are just kind of there that are, you know, still going. Which may or, and long bombs. may or may not ever get like focus, but might because they are interesting and they could they could mean something. And I think there's two that we often forget about. Okay. And one of them is uh, is Maxine Immortal, which happened way yeah. back, and we won't know that probably for years if things continue, you know, in real time. Because again, you won't. Eric once asked, when would you notice someone wasn't aging? And they'd probably be in their 40s. And Maxine's still in her 20s. So, who knows. But the other one, I think, I think that has, like, real merit that might mean something is, do you remember when Amy Dragon was born? Mm Mm-hmm. And she was born human? Yeah. And then she turned into a dragon. Oh, Yeah. yeah. I think that means something. I don't know what that means, but I think it means something. 
Uh, whether right. or not she may one day be able to shapeshift between forms or maybe have additional powers of some kind. But I find that, you know, something that has not been brought up since, and I'm curious if it actually has any meaning. You're right, dude. Yeah, those are some, like, very legit long bombs. I suppose the explanation could be is that she was, in fact, born human, but for whatever reason, she got dragon blood after she was born, which is why she turned into a dragon, because that's what happens when you get dragon blood. But for whatever reason, she didn't need Freak Out to survive. Probably because of Malcolm's biology. Yeah, I was going to say, she's at least half-chosen one. Right, so it's just curious that for Jack and Tyrone, that happened in utero, but she got born. Of course, they have dragon toes, so they may have been born Krylons. Hmm. It's that strong-ass Maxine DNA is what it is, dude. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it is, I... Still think it might mean something someday. Yeah, man. I'm with you. I can't think of anything else other than, like, maybe the Ugly Johnson twin thing, thing which I absolutely don't think is a, is a thing, Craig. <laughs> I never, I never will I feel be. feel attacked. <laughs> Craig. Although I guess technically it did turn out to be a thing, because they do have powers. But not because... Yep. They aren't powers because he's ugly. They're powers because... <laughs> <laughs> not related to their ugliness. <laughs> We're going to finally find out that the Seeker really wasn't just a robot. Someday. Someday we'll find that out. I got it. I know what the difference is. The ugly Johnson twin has a better personality. I think you mean the bigger dick. That's why Janie was given the eye. Maybe a notched <laughs> dick. <laughs> it's shaped just like his nose. The old notched dong. <laughs> oh my god, dudes. All right, Raven, take us out of here. End this. Put us down. Into the hornet's nest. Oops, sorry, Craig. Into the hornet's nest. Double the dragons, double the action. Malcolm Dragon teams up with Paul Dragon, his father from another reality, now equipped with a cyborg arm to take down the vicious circle once and for all. Father from another mother. Yeah, man. Does it say now equipped with a cyborg arm? Did you include that? That is copied right off the Image website. Hilarious. Now equipped with the cyborg arm, bros. He's Paul 2.0. He's uh, the bionic dragon. You think Alex, like, so it's their wedding night, right? (laughs) And she's like, no, use your robot hand. (laughs) Please skin me. Skin me alive. (laughs) That's not how it works. That's not how it works. And you know it. Just like getting fingered by a by a by a ah oh shit ah uh, oh I can't remember the word kitchen utensil chopping it's like things. getting getting pinched by a centipede tracking ball yeah that's it exactly <laughs> that it's like it having a uh, escalator in your hoo ha you know the escalator like pinch the shit out of you yes yes I got there it go. there you go. Just saying. Just saying. Thanks for listening, everybody. 